go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you gonna blame the defense? I got the power. Screw green bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. And that's the other part of this, the people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best, and it does a different way, with positivity. He scores! Ow, oh, my head is... Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. What would you give up to see a Jets Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk dung, boys and girls. Freeze run. Freeze. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies, and stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. Boys and girls, I am all sorts of excited to talk to you in the chat. I've got my co-pilots. I've got Mr. Which way? Greenbean to my this way. I got Mr. Yeah. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Boys and girls, how you doing tonight? Greenbean, I'll toss it to you first. Oh man, I'm excited. We have such cool stuff to discuss tonight. I'm uh I'm bubbled over with uh elation for like the juices are flowing for the offseason for real now. I'm looking forward to where we take it tonight. O'Leary, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing so good. We got a we got an all-time video from Jeremy today that I'm excited to get into. We got a major announcement today. It's Vibes are sky high. I don't know if I could be better right now. Boys and girls, if you're just coming in here, make sure you hit those mm, thumbs. No thumbs. <laughs> Gotta have it, mm. boys and girls. Hit those milk thumbs. Uh, love seeing you guys in here. We got Samantha Bennett joining the OnlyFans. I like it. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. A little Mitflair saying drop a like on the way in. Come on, don't be shy. Thank you so much, Mitflair. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. We got a whole bunch to get into. We got Dom C and Jeremy joining us in a little bit to talk about the Senior Bowl. They're down in Mobile. They got some really great footage today and some really cool insight. If you don't follow uh, those guys on Twitter, make sure you go do that because it's been a lot of fun following them. And you can check the hashtag Talking Jets because... We have, uh, I guess I, I shouldn't transition it like that, but we've got, we got some big <laughs> stuff going on. Got some big stuff going on that I'm excited to announce. Let's do, let's, let's wait till we get a hundred likes. When we get a hundred likes, let's announce the, uh, the fun stuff we got going on. And until then, we'll just kind of discuss some of the trending topics that we were able to go through today. We got to see a report from Rich Samini saying that, uh, Talise Fuwaga has been the apple of Joe Douglas's eye. He's all sorts of excited. I've been scouting him for months. He's been all sorts of hyped up on him, which is like, okay, wow, this kind of makes a lot of sense. A lot of us Jeff fans have been talking about Fuaga for the last like month and a half or so. Very excited. Greenbeam, what did you think about Samini's comments? Do you think they're uh, factual or do you think this is all a smokescreen? Oh, man, uh, this is so early. So early in the process that it could actually mean that Joe Douglas loves him wants people to think it's a smoke screen so he can take them or so they think he's going to take them and then he doesn't take them and he takes bowers i have no idea it's so early this is the most fun time uh, the speculation that comes out of all this 
the truth is, is that I hope he does like him. I like him. Does that mean he's going to pick him? Uh, if Joe Walt's on the board, I would say probably not. But uh, yeah, here's let the let the fun begin, everybody. This is where it gets good. O'Leary, what did you think of Samini's comments about Douglas liking Fuaga? Well, as someone who also likes Fuaga, I was very happy. I, I'd be very, very pleased if uh, on on draft night that's the name that's called. If it's Fuaga, now we did a last was it last episode two weeks ago? We talked about how someone in uh, Daniel Jeremiah had Fuaga coming off the board before Fashanu to the Jets, and I don't know if I would go that far, but if for whatever reason. Right, two tackles go. Alton Fashanu somewhere in the top nine, and the Jets decide they want to go with a tackle, and it's Fuaga. I love it. He reminds me a lot of AVT. I think he's a mauler in the run game. I think he's a versatile piece, and I would love him if he's a New York Jet. I am really, really excited to get into all the stuff that they uh, were able to bring up from the Senior Bowl. We were talking uh, to them. Our group chat was popping off the entire day, and it was been it has been so much fun. <laughs> So much fun to watch all the different things that uh, Jeremy and Dom C are able to kind of like pull up and find for us. Um, I do have, let's see, I had our little, see if I could find it. All right. I'm going to pull up Fuaga's little profile that we had right here. Bam! A little bit of highlights. For those of you guys that don't know who Talisa Fuaga is, he's the right tackle from Oregon State. He has over 1,500 snaps at right tackle. He's purely a right tackle. We didn't get to see him play left tackle at all. Now, we're hoping that maybe Ulbrich tries him a little bit on the left-hand side, see a little bit of action, or they're just going to pencil him in at right-hand tackle and, like, don't change, a, you know, something that ain't broke. Big dude. Violent SOB. Like we said, playing in the Senior Bowl. Only 12 career yeah. penalties. So the guy doesn't get penalized. Makai Becton, for reference, had 22 this past year. <laughs> so it's kind of what a, a great uh, reference. Oh, an alarming stat when you go to this. Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, the big boards, uh, 11, 14, 15, 22, and 27. And then obviously you guys could see his pro football focus stuff on the side over there. Uh, Greenbean, is there any situation where you're, you know, we, we Matt alluded to it. We saw Fuwaga go in front of Fashanu in the Daniel Jeremiah draft. That was something that, you know, obviously Daniel Jeremiah is close with Joe Douglas, so maybe that's a tip of the hand. Joe Douglas loves Fuwaga. Daniel Jeremiah hears it. He wants yeah. to put him in front of Fashanu. You think Fashanu goes after Fuwaga if they're both on the board? Well, look, there's a lot of stuff, right? This is the time of year. Um, we have the Senior Bowl. We have the Combine. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. We see guys rise and fall dramatically around this time of year. The truth is, this is a quality football player. Um, so I, I would not be surprised to see him go, you know, before some of the guys that maybe we don't think, um, you know, he should or, or that he's going to. But you look at some other drafts. There, was the, there were the CBS drafts, I think they were. There, there were two that came out uh, this week. Fuaga, in one of them, what, he, made, he was like the 30th pick. So, you know, I mean, it's it's all about, uh, you know, I think they they have so many mocks that they're going to all put out, right? They have so much time left uh, that it, 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 we're going to see things all over the spectrum. How boring would it be if you saw the first 15, 20 picks the same every mock 
by every guy. You know, it's just not going to happen. Now, would I be surprised as it stands now? Like, let's say a Fashanu or an Alt uh, were on the board. I would be surprised if they went with with Fuaga over those guys at this current moment. But who knows, man? Maybe Joe Alt. Uh, you know, he runs a a six nine forty, and everybody goes, "Ooh, oh my God, we don't like him anymore." And he drops to the third round, and Fuaga, you know, does amazing things in the in the drills. I mean, anything can happen. But uh, I think, you know, when it all clears, I think Fuaga is going to be maybe the fourth, fifth tackle taken. Um, but if we ended up with him, I wouldn't necess- I wouldn't be disappointed. I, I think he's a good football player. Anybody who gets him is getting a good player. O'Leary, you think F- Fuaga over Fashanu, or you, you kind of lean in the left tackle? No, I would take the left tackle, and that's the key piece, right, is you know Fashanu's a left tackle, and you know that he's a better pass protector, which I think is more important into – in today's game like as much as i love fuaga i put him he's my third favorite tackle in this draft mm-hmm. um i think he's close to fashanu closer than you know some people might have him but not to the point where i would take fuaga over fashanu i i, I think the jets have a specific need on the left side and i think they need have a need with you know needing pass protection for aaron Rodgers. So Brian drops in with an interesting dynamic. He says, trade Bryce Huff and a fourth to the Chargers for a round one pick swap and grab Alt if he's there at number five. Now, I love the idea of trading up with the uh, with the Chargers to come up for an offensive lineman. I'll be honest, I don't want to give up a fourth round pick. I think Bryce Huff is enough to give them that uh, we should be able to slide up those five picks. I don't think we need to give up more than that unless you really don't think we're getting like anything for Huff anywhere else. Um, Matt, what do you think about this trade? Huff and a fourth to the Chargers. Yeah, I don't think you would need to throw in that extra fourth round pick um, just because like the the difference in, we, we'll do the old draft tech value chart, right? Everyone's yeah. favorite uh, Chargers, 1,700 points with the five pick. Jets, 1,300. So you need to make up 400 worth of points, which is about a second-round pick. So if that's what you think Bryce Huff could be traded for, um, that should be enough to make up that gap. Um, I don't know if it's going to be all that likely that the Jets tag Bryce Huff and end up trading him. It feels like he's either going to leave for for nothing or surprise extension. But I I think I would end up being surprised if it was a tag-and-trade option for Huff. Yeah, I agree. Tag and trade seems to be a little far-fetched given the uh, logistics that go into it. Greenbean, would you trade, if we could make it work out, Huff and a fourth to the Chargers for a round one pick swap? I'll tell you what. I would be um, very annoying to a lot of people if that happened because I I would not be capable of shutting up about why we wanted to lose out because now we got to trade Huff just to get to where we'd be. I'd be doing all that stuff. So let's just hope, uh, you know, we don't have to see something like that. Now, would I do it if I knew Huff's gone and the whole thing? And um, yeah, you know, you you know, you if if that's what you got to do, you know, you, you you know, you get some value. I do agree that throwing in a fourth would be unnecessary. Um, you know, so I don't know, man, I still think we're going to get something for Huff. I don't, I, you know, I, I hear what you guys are saying. I think that the tag 
is merely a placeholder um, to just make sure that he doesn't go anywhere. We see it all the time uh, with 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 tag and trades contracts get renegotiated. I under maybe it's too risky. You know, somebody doesn't want them. I don't think it does anything. You can tag and trade. You can release the tag, and they can negotiate a contract. Um, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I think the jet if the Jets get nothing for Bryce Huff, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, if this is all we get, I would still be slightly disappointed. At the end of the day, I would love to come away in the draft with um, with Joe Walt, like Brian's saying. So whatever you got to do to fix that damn old line, especially if you're using a player that you feel like there's no chance of keeping, uh, then, you know, hey, at the end of the day, that's, that, that's going to be a net positive in my opinion. I'm kind of hoping we use the transition tag on Huff. Like hit him with the $21 million option. It's a little bit cheaper. And then we get the right of first refusal for someone else's contract. Like if someone signs him to a $100 million deal, then I think Joe Douglas can say like, hey, look, we just, we can't match that. And I think fans are like, you know what? You tried, you, you did what you tried to do. You know, if you could, if someone signs him for a three-year $45 million deal, Joe Douglas says, let's do it. Maybe we trade JFM or something along those lines. I think there's uh, some options there. The franchise tag makes it a, a little difficult. The numbers are just tough given everything that we've uh, kind of committed to this uh, defensive line right now. Boys and girls, we got 226 people in here. We only have 72 likes. When we hit 100 Ooh. likes, we're going to drop some big news for you guys. We're really excited about it. Uh, Jason pops in with his member super chat. Thank you so much, Jason. He says, although we will focus on offense heavily in this draft, what defensive position will we draft first in April? Hmm. Defensive mm. position. Cornerback is definitely going to be a need. Is definitely going to be a need because DJ Reed is a free agent after next year. Michael Carter II is a free agent after next year. We're losing Bryce Hall this year. Uh, Eccles, I believe, is a free agent next year as well. So you only have Sauce Gardner under contract. I think corner is going to be a sneaky position of need for the New York Jets uh, pending what happens uh, in free agency. Matt, I'll throw it to you. What do you think? Defensive uh, position of need. Um, I think they'll do their patented draft a corner that they plan on converting to a safety. That's one of their classic moves. They did it with Jason yeah. Pinnock. They did it with Jarek Bernard Converse. Um, there was, uh, forgive me, shit, I'm forgetting. The Nebraska corner that was at the Shrine Bowl uh, who was playing some safety had a really nice play. But forgive me, I'm blanking on his name. Dom C, where are you? I need you right now. Um, oh, yeah. that, feels like, that feels like something that would come into play. Now, I don't know if that would be first off the board. I would say it's probably between like safety or defensive tackle. Would be my guess. Mm. Greenbean, what about you? First defensive position that we address in the draft. Yeah, I think the cornerback thing could be taken care of by extending DJ Reed, and we all be like, oh, you know, there it is. There it is. I think that's the way to do it. Uh, to I, I, I agree though. It's one of those things where you know this team has spent some time looking forward. Last year, they I did. I think they did it. I love long term planning. I think last year was probably not the year to go that route um but they did it so but i think that the jets will take care of uh cornerback you know before you know without having to use a draft pick i agree with matt i think safety is is probably going to be an area that we see them go i know that we like to say that joe douglas doesn't doesn't prioritize the safety position but he did use a third um in his first draft on ashton davis uh you know so i, I wouldn't be surprised to see them use one of their picks. Again, the 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 problem I have with any plans that aren't offensive line and wide receiver is that we don't have a second, 
right? So you can't play games like you you you, you just can't. Um, now and then, what do you? What kind of a safety are you getting in the in the fourth, fifth round? Can he be an instant contributor? I don't know, but I I think they're going to want to go safety, and I think you know defensive interior defensive line is a is a is a nice position <clears throat> to want to use your you know your fifth on it's it's a really nice position for when you're looking for a space eater you can find some real good run stuff in DTs in the in the mid to late rounds so i think that's a safe bet to think that we'll see one of those brought in uh back there those would be the two um i think we're pretty strong everywhere else um i know we had that clip of me yelling about linebackers last week i i i, I maintain i don't want to see the jets use a draft pick on a linebacker this year not this year man no we just we have things to fix i would be disappointed if we took a linebacker with with a with a defensive tackle hole and a safety need pri- probably right i mean maybe they just re-signed jordan whitehead we got ashton davis and uh and uh and tony adams maybe we feel like we're good uh, i don't think jordan whitehead's going to be here so i think safety is going to be a need um but uh, yeah, I, I I struggle to see any other defensive picks uh, this year. They gotta they gotta bolster the offense. What if we trade DJ Reed for a second round pick? We had that discussion last week too. If we don't mm. uh, end up extending him, dude, I'm like nervous that they're gonna do something like knee jerk. I don't think Reed's going anywhere because Douglas and Salah don't have any like need to trade him. I don't think. Like as far as like if you were to get a second round pick, like is that second round pick immediately helping you the way DJ Reed is currently helping you right now? I don't think so. Um, I would be disappointed if we wound up moving on on from him. Yeah, I would. Euphoria comes in. We're only three likes away, by the way. Is making sure you hit that like button. Let's get over hundred likes. Euphoria comes in says, "Am I the only one to trade to get back into the first or second round?" So I'm open to the idea of trading either direction. Whether I'm I'm a little less open to moving up in the first round. Um, you know, you can convince me with Joe Alton. It kind of depends what you have to give up. But I would prefer to trade down in the first. I like that option a lot. It's not necessarily number one overall on my list. Like I like if you if there's a tackle you like, perfect. I think there's a lot of tackles in this draft that I do really like. So if they don't if they feel they're they're great on Fuwaga, Mims, Latham, Morgan. Uh, Patrick Paul, all those guys are within a stone's throw of one another, then I would, I'd would i be cool with moving back and picking up a second. And on the other side of things, I'm cool with coming up from the third round, package one of our fourths or something, let's get into the back end of the second round. Let's get let, let's get some weapons. Let's let's get the, the top end players here. We were talking earlier in our group chat, Tigo brought it up. The, uh, I think it was Tigo, the, the disproportionate, or there's, there's issues with the NIL contracts with the guys rounds five through seven. Those day three players are tending to go back to school. So you're going to see maybe a lower caliber of player on that back end of the draft that you may not have otherwise seen. So I'm cool with using some later round picks to come up to get guys that can contribute this year. Greenbean, your thoughts on trading back in the first or second round, getting back into it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, um, I think it's one of those things that you really want to try to see if you can pull together, right? Um, now, the whole Bryce Huff thing, let, let's just be clear. I mean, at least for me, I would love to see Bryce Huff retained long-term. I would love that. Um, it So just to make sure, like when we talk about trading Huff, it's not like, let's get rid of this guy. You know, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily coming from that, from that mindset. Um, but 
I was told um, a little a few weeks ago that the Jets do believe that they can get a second round pick for Bryce Huff. Now, whether or not that's you know that's solid or whatever, the the source that I got it from has been pretty pretty damn good uh, so far. Even so much as saying they preferred Tipman. Uh, they like Tipman a lot more than people thought and that they would take him if he's on the board. I said not. I said, that's great. That's fine if they like him, but not if uh, John, uh, you know, Michael Schmidt's on the board. Uh, and they did it. So that's an interesting thing. And there's a few more of those. So he was telling me that um, that he thinks that's that that's the uh, that's the case. So now, like you said, Ryan, like trading back. If like let's say we're at ten, Fashano's gone, Alt's gone, Odunze's gone, obviously Marvin Harrison's gone, Neighbors is gone, and you're kind of in that little no man's land, and you can, you know, jump back a few spots and regain a second round pick, and still kind of have a good shot, you know, uh, shot to get one of maybe the two tackles that you have rated the same uh, on the board. Then I think they would try to do that, and that would be a good way to do it. Um, but I still think I'm going to tell you, man. I am going to stay on this thing until it's either you know it's decided that it doesn't or does happen. I think Bryce Huff's getting traded for a second round pick. That's the way I uh, think it's going to fall. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just like Euphoria is saying, uh, trading, getting that second is is pivotal. Getting back into the first, uh, how are we going to? So I mean, if you did Huff in our third, you can get back. But then it's like we got two firsts, and then we're, we got nothing until the fourth. I I don't know. I'd rather have the first, the second, the third, and the fourth than two firsts and and nothing until the fourth. I think, right? Do you agree? I think that's the way I'd prefer it. To you're saying trade like keep a first, keep a second if you can get a second. Yeah, like I'm, simply like I would. I think I would prefer to trade Huff for a second straight up rather yep. than trade Huff and our third to move into the first. Depending on where oh, it was, gotcha. before, you know, if you're getting a top 15 pick or something ridiculous, you know, yeah. you get a great deal. But I think I'd prefer come up to, like, to get the the second. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Matt, what about you? Are you open to moving up, moving down on the draft? I get, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm open to it. It depends on what happens in front of where the Jets are. I think I would take one of the three tackles if they're there or Bowers if they're there. But if there's a weird scenario where four, those four guys go off the board before the Jets are picking at 10, then at that point I'm saying, all right, I think you're probably moving back and then you can grab whichever tackle you like. Although you might not have to go back crazy far too because there's a bunch of teams right after the Jets that could be jockeying for position for quarterbacks. So, um, oh, oh, yeah. you, you, you are on the same page as me. I was just about to bring that up. So right behind the New York Jets, you got Minnesota, Denver, and Vegas. They're all fighting yeah. for a quarterback potentially. Do you know that there's a few people that may wind up getting shifted and traded, maybe not so much draft picks. Las Vegas has a wide receiver that we really want. We tried to get him. Maybe he comes over to New York in a trade-down scenario where you get your number two weapon in Devontae Adams. You fall back to Vegas's pick, and then you get, uh, you know, you draft your tackle at number 13. Or maybe Denver wants to come up and make sure that the Raiders don't leapfrog them. And we get Cortland Sutton in the trade-down, and now you get your right tackle at number 12. Minnesota. You know, it's only one pick, but maybe it's a, a pick flip-flop. I don't know. They don't really have a wide receiver that I'm necessarily looking for. But staying within that, you know, three, four pick area, I think you're still guaranteed one of those top 
you know, maybe two right tackles that are still there. I think Denver could go offensive tackle, depending on what happens with Garrett Bowles, their left tackle right now. He's a $16 million cap savings, so he may shake free. Um, I would be open to trading for him, too. He's actually pretty rock solid the last three years or so. Uh, but we got a lot of options, a lot of options that could potentially come to fruition this uh, this April. Uh, all right, so we said we'd, we'd show you guys something that we're super excited about. Once we hit 100 likes, we got 100, uh, 284 people in here right now. Make sure you hit that like button right now. We are over the 100 likes, so we're going to show you this anyway. We've been talking about it. We did a little bit of a poll question last week, but we're super excited. This year, we are doing our first in-person Talking Jets draft party. We are so pumped. <laughs> we just signed the contract. We're stoked. We're going to do it down at the main event in Farmingdale on Long Island. Matt and I took a trip out there, uh, scouted out the area. Seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. We got some cool stuff planned. Three-hour open bar, buffet. We got the room from, I think it's 7 to 12. I put it 7 to 11 on there, but we, we have the room a little bit longer. But we're super excited for this. If you guys do want to join us for the Talking Jets draft party, we're planning to simulcast it from uh, location. So we're going to shoot on location, have everyone there. We're going to have fun. We're going to get to experience the Jets' number 10 pick overall in person, but we'll still push out the live stream. So if you guys want to hang out with us live, if you're not in the area or you know can't make it out, you'll still be able to hang out with us. Matt, what are your thoughts on the Talking Jets draft party? If you want to go get your ticket, TalkingJets.com. I am so thrilled that we are doing this. I say it every single year, but the weekend of the draft is my favorite thing that we do. All three days, it's a grind, it's a marathon those three days, but adding the in-person element and getting all of, not only all of our reaction, like the three of us, but getting the jet, the room of Jet fans reaction as well is going to be unbelievable. Uh, I'm going to be working with a lot of great sponsors and a lot of good connections, doing some raffles and stuff like that. So really interactive experience with the fans and taking in hopefully what's going to be an epic draft with a, a pick in the top 10. Sign me up. Yeah, we got some cool stuff lined up. We got uh tailgate. Joe has hooked us up with some, uh, some sponsored stuff. So we got some tailgate tickets to give away. We got, I believe he's given us two game tickets as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So very stoked about that. We're going to do some Jersey giveaways, whole bunch of things. Green bean, your thoughts on the draft party. Dude, it's going to be the best thing ever. I I uh, I uh, I look for reasons to get to hang out with you guys and Jets fans and these types of you know we do it once a year, and uh, and it's always the best. You know what I mean? So this is going to be amazing, um, and we get to like you know it's going to be like everybody there. We get to be a part of the live stream. We're going to have crowd cams and stuff like that. So when we uh, we get the reaction, hopefully. You know, it would be really cool if, like, a guy that we all like slides to us and we're all psyched and we get to be happy together instead of half of us mad and the other half. But either way, it's going to be so cool to be able to be together, even though it's been, like, the best having this, this connection with each other for the last four years. It's been four years or three? Four years, right? We've been doing it for five years, dude. This will be five, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So the this, last this forty sixth, the Becton one was our first one. So it was that's two thousand twenty. Yeah, so, so five it, years. Yeah, this yeah. is our fifth. This is it right? Math so is hard. I'm telling, especially for me, you're significantly better at it than I am. 
Um, but yeah, so like this has been amazing. Like Matt said, it, it's my favorite thing. It, it's my favorite stream that that we do all year. Like it's just the best. Now we're fried at the end of it. Usually in the around the fifth round, sixth round, we we're talking French fries and weird shit, and you know, what I mean, we get we get a little loopy. But uh, it's just the best, you know, being able to spend all that time. But having the first round together for that, like, peak of excitement, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm so excited that we were able to put it together. And thanks to you and Matt for going in boots on the ground uh, and, and, and looking at some places. Obviously, uh, it's a little more difficult for me to get up there and everything. So I'm just glad. I trust you guys. I think this is going to be the best possible spot. And I can't. Look, I can't be looking forward to it enough, man. I, I really hope a lot of you guys will come and hang out with us. It's going to be amazing. We, uh, I saw some comments in there. Is this what I was doing out on Long Island with Matt and Richie uh, on Thursday? And that is a yes. Matt and I <laughs> took, a la- took a lap out there, uh, checked out a few spots, and the main event was just absolutely awesome. I know they've done some jet events in the past, and they were tickled pink to have the Talking Jets crew coming out. Going to be exciting out there. Uh, I see Crossfire. He's excited. He says, what's up, guys? Are tickets available to buy now? Is there a cap on how many we can buy? Can I come and finally meet y'all? Just kidding. I know I can. Of course you can, Crossfire. Tickets are on sale now. Um, We're pumped for it. Members, if you guys did not check the member uh, community tab yesterday, so Crossfire, before you buy any tickets, go over to the member community tab. The members of the channel get a little promo code in there to to get a little bit of a discount as a thank you guys for for helping us out we do actually have a vip package as well um which is kind of like there's there's four booths that are going to be in there as well so if you want to have a sit down booth for four people for four hours or five hours or however long the draft is that might be appealing as well uh other than that they've got you know tables bar tops all that good stuff it's gonna be gonna be a really good time we're looking forward to it I was sorry to cut you up, Ryan. I was just going to say I saw a couple questions in the uh, in the chat, and one of them was about the VIP uh, area. So there's, as Ryan said, there's limited booths. So if that's something that you want, like you you want a, a seated area in a booth, you have four tickets with it. That's included in the VIP, um, and everyone gets shirts. We didn't even mention that. Every, we're, oh yeah, the shirt is getting is getting a Talking Jets draft shirt, uh, first annual. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about ra- jersey jersey raffles, all kinds of good stuff. I, I really, I really can't wait. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah, the shirt's gonna be fun. We're gonna change the shirt each year too, so it's got the the year on it. And you know, each year that you guys want to come out to the draft, and even if you guys you know can't make it out to the draft party, and you just want to you know have the Talking Jets draft shirt because you're hanging out with us on you know on draft day, that's totally cool too. That is available. It's up on the website uh, if you want to take a look at it. That's really, really cool. We have, um, I'm trying to think what else we were talking about. There was the, we got the open bar. We got the raffles. Oh, the 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 booths are like right, like adjacent to the, the broadcast booth. So one thing that's kind of nice about the booth itself are the booths themselves is you'll be able to, to see us right there where we're actually going to yeah. be filming. If you wanted to like throw cheese balls and get it in my mouth, theoretically you can from the booth. <laughs> theoretically. we are actually using that part of the sponsorship money oh if you guys want uh so let's say you guys have a business and you want to help support the the draft party we have uh we're going to be putting logos on the back of the draft shirt for all of the supporters (laughs) that uh have 
have donated to help make this possible and everything. So if you guys want to do that, that's over on the website as well, talkingjets.com. We've got uh, someone special behind the scenes, but I want to go through a few more uh, special announcements before we hop over to our special guest. So we are launching three new shows on the Talking Jets channel. This one coming out on Monday. Myself and Dom C, a little Talking Jets draft. Very excited about this, chopping it up with Dom C. He's down at the Senior Bowl right now. He's also hiding behind the scenes, top secretly. Right now, I'm not supposed to say that until we actually bring him up on screen, but we're super pumped about that. That's going to be an 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock show. And what's nice about that is we go 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, Talking Jets draft, then 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, call-in show on my channel, and then Greenbean does his 10 o'clock mock. So we'll have three consecutive hours of Jets content for you guys. We're super excited about it. Matt, what are you thinking about with this Talking Jets draft show? I I love it because there is literally draft season never ends, especially for guys like Domsey. He is always in on the prospects, and there's always a storyline. Right now, obviously, you have the Senior Bowl, all lead up to the draft, and then once the draft happens, we're you're breaking down prospects, and then during the season, there's prospects to break down and react to the rookies. It's I, I think it's a great addition to the channel. I can't wait to watch this. Mr. Greenbean, how are you feeling about Talking Jets draft? It's been a long time coming that Ryan and Dom C get a show together to talk uh, prospects and stuff. I am legitimately and honestly excited to see that dynamic. You know, I obviously I've been uh, doing lots of stuff with Dom for a few years now. Um, and this is, it's like, it's, you guys are born to be together, in my opinion. I think it's going to be. Uh, one of the better shows uh, in the Jets YouTube verse, and uh, and I'm excited, man. I know Dom's excited. I know you're excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, man. I, this this is uh, you guys got to watch this one if you want to learn about the prospects and and really get some some real honest objective takes. This is gonna be the show to watch. Boys and girls, we are all sorts of excited. There is a watch page set up for Talking Jets Draft already for episode one. So if you guys want to go over there and hit a little like button to give us a little preemptive like prior to launching that, we're really looking forward to it. Our second show that's coming out, we got Mr. Green Bean and Tigo coming on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock for Armchair GM. Green Bean, tell us a little bit about the show. This is a, I'll tell you what, this is one I'm really excited for. I've, I ha, I've had Tigo on as a guest, um, you know, I think maybe two times over, you know, over the past, however long, but I'm really excited to get to work with Tigo. We were chatting it up before uh, a little bit. I think it's going to be a good one. What we're going to really try to do each week is kind of, if we were the GM from a general manager perspective, that is, what would be the moves that we would want to make to improve the New York Jets? And I think Tigo's the man for the job. I Again, I haven't had the opportunity to kind of do a show with Tigo, so I'm really excited about it. Um, yes, we're going to be doing that on Wednesday nights, which is going to be freaking cool, dude. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Matt, your thoughts on Armchair GM? It's everyone's favorite thing to do, right? Everyone thinks they know best on how to fix this team and every week i'm sure there's going to be great topics to go over on what the jets need to do differently in order to get this thing in gear and i can't think of two better people than green bean and tigo to get this team back on track 
Jimmy Jet says, why does Tigo look like an offensive coordinator? <laughs> he looks awesome. It's because he's got the he's got the new Jets hoodie on it. It's the one with the circle and stuff. I like it. It's fresh. Looks good. And then for our third show, we got Mr. Matt O'Leary with a little reality check with Jeremy Jets Chaos. Matt, tell us a little bit about this show. Thursdays, 3 p.m. Yeah, I am really excited for this one. A little afternoon delight with Matt O'Leary and Jets Chaos. Uh, and the reality check is is going to be a lot of fun because there's a lot of rumors and storylines going around on the internet each week. So what we're going to do is pick a storyline that's getting talked about online about the Jets and really try to get to the bottom of it and see where is this coming from? Is it realistic? What would have to happen for that one thing to happen? So, uh, you know, because everyone wants to say, example, everyone wants to say, oh, go trade for Devontae Adams. Well, okay, how can you make that happen? And is it realistic? So we'll try to get to the bottom of different things like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Excited to work with my guy, Jeremy. Greenbean, how are you feeling about this particular show? This one tickles me in a very very unique way because uh, um i don't know if you guys know this but before we knew jeremy as jeremy he was a regular caller what was he was jeremy from sacramento right on your on the just jets podcast so um when i met jeremy he then told me because i listened to just jets i'm not sure if i've told you guys that before but i hear almost every single episode that matt's made i would say i maybe missed four or five over the last 200 and change uh episodes so uh i when when he when i was talking to jeremy he said oh yeah i i call matt show i'm like oh yeah we're, he's like yeah, i call every week he's like i'm jeremy from sacramento i was like holy shit like i knew that guy like you know like cool regular callers they become people we know like the the people in the chats like oh i know that guy you know hennessy oh i know hennessy you know even though we don't know each other we feel like we do so I think it's going to be cool. And I like the concept, man, you know, because we can get absolutely nuts in the stuff that we dream up, you know, and it's going to be really cool to have like a grounding uh, show because I'll tell you, sometimes the stuff people throw at me, I don't even have an answer for them. Like, dude, do you realize what would have to happen for that miracle to take place you know what i mean like that's it's so incredibly out there so matt and jeremy i think are going to be a good dynamic it's fun and just like the other shows we haven't seen matt and jeremy work together so it's going to be a really cool thing uh it's going to be fun i think that's going to be ryan i think that's going to be the funny show for some reason Mm. why do i feel like that because Jeremy's funny looking. That let's be honest. That's you know. <laughs> that's what it is. We're gonna call Jeremy Banana Moon Pie. That's his new name, yeah. Banana Moon Pie. <laughs> Our group chat between the six of us uh, since the Senior Bowl has gotten underway has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and without with that, let's bring in our boys that are representing us over at the Senior Bowl. We got one, Dom C and Jeremy. Jets Chaos, and Project Prospect from Dom C. Welcome! I've got Dom C's Twitter page pulled up because he's got some video clips and stuff we get to talk about here. If you guys don't follow Dom C and Jeremy, make sure you, you head over there. Jeremy, what's your handle? Just because I don't have it pulled up right now. Uh, just Jets Chaos. Oof. You sound like you're talking in a bathroom. He's in the bathroom, dude. There's no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> Figure out... Video, yeah. Jeremy. And let me, Dom C. Ryan, let me just say something real quick too. 
Well, you guys don't have to, they're, dude. They're they're doing this on purpose. Just show us what you're really doing down there. Just you're, they're sharing a bed. Just get in the bed and just be real, man. You don't have to pretend for us. It's okay. I like cuddling. <laughs> but it's funny what you're saying because we were actually um, cuddling before before we were when we were downloading the videos and of all our interviews and trying to bring it to our phone to the computer. We were respecting the guys from Jet Nation who were in our house using. They were borrowing the space out here to do their show, and we were actually laying in Domsey's bed doing it. <laughs> oh, that does not sound right. right. Wait a second. It's like a high school sleepover. That's adorable. <laughs> this is great. You guys have a pillow fight or anything? This is fantastic. <laughs> there was no pillow fight, but we were fighting with the computers and the phones. That's for sure. Oh, I, I moved into a different room, so I don't hear Jeremy twice on the on the computer and in Echo. So ah, smart, Mister Domsey. Uh, now you had some clips. I think I saw in the the group chat. Did you wind up? Uh, do you have them posted anywhere yet, or just uploaded to the folder? Uh, the all the yeah, all the interviews that we have are in the um, in the in the folder. We have about probably two hundred and fifty plus video clips of just wow. play today, whether it was positional groups or the one V one battles or the 11 V 11. Um, it, we just didn't have enough time to, to get it all together, but you got all the interviews, man. It's been such a day, uh, such a great we, day. We are excited. We're pumped about that. Dom C we are doing our show on Monday. I can't wait to recap the entire senior bowl, go over everything that you guys have seen. Now, Dom C did get us an exclusive interview with Talise Fuaga. That was kind of nice. Ooh, Pretty interesting. Now, now, can you give us a little inside scoop on that? I'm going to see if I can get it downloaded on my end over here. Um, but talk to us. Talk, uh, both you guys, give us, a, give us the rundown. How did you guys get to Mobile? How did it all kind of, uh, you know, what's it been like? I'm full. I got to say, I got to say it was, it, it worked out really perfectly how we met up because, um, we're staying in a house with Dylan from Jets Nation, and he actually, the first leg of their flight from New Jersey to Atlanta, they were, they were sitting together, Tom and Dylan. But Dylan then flew into Pensacola, and Dom flew into Mobile, but he had to stay in Atlanta for like two hours. So when Dylan got into Pensacola, I waited for him. I got in 35 minutes before him. We got into the car. We drove. Of course, we stopped at Cracker Barrel because it's me, right? So, of course, we had to stop at Cracker Barrel. Get something to eat. But when we got to the airport in mobile, we literally got there right as Dom Sheik came walking out. And we picked him up. And then that was it. We uh, you know, that's how we got and we came into the house. And ever since then it's been just chaos. Literally. I see what you did there, Jeremy. Well done. <laughs> Domsey, hey, how was your did you tell well, did you tell real quick? Did didn't uh I don't know if you mentioned I I might have spaced out for a second, but did you tell where who Dylan ended up because of the flight on uh, to Pensacola? Who he ended up hanging out with on the flight? Oh yeah, no, he got uh, he was sitting behind and then walking out and, and chatting with um, Rex Hogan. Right, that's pretty wild. nice. If you guys Am don't know, I'm no, I got you. I think we're live. Oh, gotcha. Mm -hmm. I, I I just froze you a little bit. <laughs> Must be that Wi-Fi over there. And the uh are you guys at Airbnb or are you guys at a hotel? Airbnb. 
There you go. Got a nice house. Yeah. Nice. Cannot complain for sure. Um, all right. Let me see. I think I have the clip downloaded. I'm just trying to figure out how to do it without jacking everything else up. Um, while I look for that, let's just rip through a few super chats real quick, do a little catch up. Uh, Pooch guy says, boys, Braylon Allen, my draft crush for this year. Uh, he is a six foot two running back out of Wisconsin, 245 pounds. That is a beast of a human. Uh, they're projecting him to go in the fifth round here. Dom, Jeremy, do you guys know anything about Braylon Allen? I know it's kind of later in the draft uh, type player here, but any insight at all? Yeah, uh, let me tell you something. Bray Braylon Allen has the chance to be the first running back taken uh, in the draft. He's that good of a talent. Big guy, 200 and, and some odd pounds, used as a bruiser in Wisconsin. Kind of fits that mold of the Wisconsin guys. Reminds me uh, a whole heck of a lot of Melvin Gordon, um, the way he can just, you know, he just finishes his runs, runs through contact balance, um, fleet enough in foot. Like, you know, he's, he's not, you know, Devon A. Shane fast, but he's fast enough. He's got another gear. Uh, I think he's I think he's really, really good. I think it's a chance to be one of the first running backs called in April. Matt Greenbean, would you guys be open to drafting this type of running back? Now, now, Dom, when you say he's he could be one of the first guys drafted at running back, do you think like second round? Do you think like is there a running back sneaking into yeah, the first? Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think there's going to be any running back taken in the first uh, a little. This class is a little bit lackluster, although we did have some phenomenal showings today at Mobile in Mobile. But um, I don't see a running back going first, probably around late second, early third. I think that's when the, the first running back will come off the board. OK, OK. Uh, now, Matt Greenman, I'll, I'll throw this to you. Would you guys be open to taking a running back? And if so, what round would you be looking at? Matt, I'll throw it to you first. I'm open to it. I know a lot of people are really tired of the, uh, you know, the dart, the day three dart throw running backs from Joe Douglas, right? They said, oh, we did it with Izzy. You did it with little Michael Pirine and stuff like that. But I love that strategy. Uh, my, one of my favorite things is trying to find that day three running back because it feels like every year you find one that's, you know, just ends up being a solid, solid player. So, uh, I'm on board with it, um, although I think there's a world where the Jets end up paying a, a vet running back to be their RB too. Not not a ton of money, but you know there, there's going to be some veteran options on the market in free agency as well. So I'm going to skip Greenbean's opinion on this because I was able to pull up okay. the interview from one Talise Fuwaga, uh, and let me see if I've got it right. I see Dom C's muted right now. Dom C. Sorry. Before you play it, I want to say this. It's very short because there is a time frame on which you can, the media, well, if you have media credentials that you can access the field, they blow a horn and start pushing everyone off. And we were already beyond that time when I grabbed him, but it's really, it's really good. There'll be more of interviews with him to come. We're going to grab him again tomorrow. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Let's see if I set this up correctly and it'll actually do what I need it to do. Hey, 
Jets fan, Dom C. We're talking Jets here with right tackle stud, Felicia Kwaz. Felicia, how's it feel to have the pads back on, man? Feels good. Just trying to knock that rust off again. It's been a while, so yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, we know, you know, we know the the plan around you is, you know, dominant in the run game. You're showing up here, both ends of it. Your pass sets are good. You have some great uh, great reps against uh, Lockton as well. What's the one thing you want to show all the staff, all the fans, and all the coaches here that you have improved from the season that you come out? Yeah, I just want to show I'm a, I'm a well-balanced player, not just one side of the ball and one side too aggressive or anything. But yes, sir. Just trying to be able to show everybody I'm I'm not just one side, not not just a run blogger. So yes, sir. And you feel comfortable playing the left, or you think you're just at right tackle? Right now, probably just right, but trying to get the left reps in too. Well, listen, Jets, I know we're looking at you, and we hope to have you on our team. Yeah, I appreciate that, boss. All right. Oh, I love the smooth jazz going in and out of that. Yeah, Dom C. That was a Jeremy Cravat, if I ever heard of one right there. Oh, it's just it, that was that was wonderful. That was absolutely incredible to see because now he squarely knows talking jets is locked in on him. And he's talking about I don't want to be locked in as just a running, you know, blocking tackle. You know, right now he sees himself as just a right tackle, but it sounds like he's open to to a little bit of maneuvering around. Domsey, is that kind of the vibe you got from that? Like did you did you see more uh what what did you see from him through day one of the I, senior bowl? Uh, you know, uh, honest to God, I'm not trying to uh, like sugarcoat anything. What you saw from Talisi Fuaga today on the field was absolute and total dominance. He was one of the the, the three offensive linemen that that stood out in a crowd well above the others. I mean, he was good on, but but the exception one, he got beat. He got beat by. Um, the defensive end from Adisa from Penn State, pretty good on a spin block. You know, he lost one rep, but everything else was just dominant. I mean, he they lined, and I think they did it purposely. He lined up against Leatu Latu in the one-on-one battles probably five times and, and won every single rep. Uh, just an absolute dominant performance from him during the season that he showed on film, and, and he just carried that over today. Um, was one of the you know two or three linemen that was getting all the buzz from everyone in Mobile. Like if there's any if there's anything more that he could have done to boost his draft stock up, he did it today. I feel like we're not going to actually get to see him play in the legitimate game. I feel like he's going to be one of those players that rocks out the the practices and then he's going to you know maybe sit out the game because he's done so much to elevate his draft stock. Jeremy, I guess I'll throw this question to you. Do you think that? Fuaga plays in the senior bowl or do you think it's going to be like just the workouts because of the the level that they maybe project him going at in the first round yeah just the way things are going here like people had already pulled out because their draft stock was going up mm-hmm. just for because you know before it even happened we had five guys pull out i wouldn't be surprised if he pulls out before the game i mean we can hope you know i know a lot of people want to watch him and hopefully he won't but don't be surprised by it. Don't nobody should be upset by it. I, you know, he's going to make the best decision for him, for himself, and it might be the better decision. You know, if he helped his, if he helps his draft draft stock enough, why should he risk an injury? Why risk anything going wrong? Greenbean, anything you heard from that interview that piqued your interest or, or you know, thoughts about Fuaga? Well, a couple things. Uh, first is, Jeremy, you have to correct Dom. He's calling it mobile, and, and I think it's proper is mobile. I think that's <laughs> important for Dom to know. Uh, but uh, Dom, um, 
the uh, dude, you see how comfy Dom was? He was hitting him in the chest. He was smacking him. Was- I mean, what, did you guys have lunch before? You guys were shitting it up. That's that's pretty. That's a high level of comfort right there. I don't know if I would have did that. So that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's funny that that woman. Remember, I I remember that. Like the woman coming. You know, the people. All right, come on, come on, come on. Like you know, sometimes you get that. You only get a certain amount of time for the interviews. Uh, so I think Dom did a great job. You know, kind of getting it in before they were shooing everybody off the field. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, look, he wants to show because that is the that's one of the knocks on him, right? Is that that he's he's sort of on the one dimensional side, very, very strong run blocker animal. Um, but the pass blocking is, is, I want to say suspect, but it, it's not the stronger part of his game. So him going out there, knowing that and, um, and, and, and wanting to show that, I think that's, that's, that's what this stuff is for, you know? And a lot of times, like, like was said, like he might not play the game. You go out there, you do those one-on-one reps. You do, you know, you do the best that you can in the, in, in, you know, in all the drills and the eleven-on-elevens and and all that kind of stuff. And you try to show, um, you know, you, you 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 try to make your your mark and you try to get your name talked about. And then as soon as that happens, you know, you you get your stock as high as it can as it can be, and you move on to the next thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, if he'd ended up not playing in the game as well, because then there's the whole risk of injury and stuff. I, I'm always nervous for these guys in 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 games like this and, and scenarios like this. It's just the worst. We've seen it, you know, a few times. Even things like pro days and uh, the com- you know you don't see too many injuries in the combine, but you know pro days and stuff. It's just it's such a shame when these guys get injured at this phase of it all. So I I totally respect when guys want to bow out, but yeah, I think it's a great interview. I I love the Jets angle on the interview. Like we are looking at you. I I I appreciate that. I like getting you know the the line of questioning about it's not just um you know across the board. It's Jets specific, and I think Dom does a great job with that. So I want to acknowledge Blitz Crew coming in, dropping five Talking Jets OnlyFans memberships. <laughs> We love you, Blitz. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. And what's interesting is those five people, Wild Wave, Mitflair, Hennessy, Jordan, Zebo. if you guys are looking to go to the Talking Jets draft party, you do have that gifted membership. You could head over to the community tab. Members got a discount code for the Talking Jets draft party at the main event, Monday, uh, the first day of the draft, first round. We're excited for it. Open bar, all that good stuff. But you guys... Get a, uh, a little discount for supporting the channel. Blitz Crew, thank you so much for helping us out. Uh, let's go through a few comment questions. We've got uh, Tigo dropping in. What's up, Tigo? I see you in the chat. He says, the draft starts in Mobile. Mobile? It's the truth. Is that is that the that's a proper way of saying it, or am I saying mobile? No, no mobile. mobile. I, was making, I was making fun of Jeremy. Mobile. Uh, <laughs> excited to see these kids and really happy that Ulbrich gets up close view of these kids, uh, who they are. Go Jets. Jeremy got an up close and personal view of Mr. Ulbrich. Jeremy, you want to tell us about your little uh, interview? Uh, Dom C, did you retweet that video by chance? I did. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find it. It's hopefully not. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Let's see if we can get the volume going on here. And, uh, and go, go. Yeah. Go to guys. Just say hello to all the Jet fans. Jet fans, let's go, man. <laughs> Everybody watch the Senior Bowl. And uh, 
and figure out who you want on the Jets. Okay, good luck, Coach. We love Thank you. Thank you. Rick. part is just so great. It's so great. I mean, you could nice. tell he's like kind of thrown off. He's like, this, this grown man just told me he loves me. Jeremy, what was your interaction like with one Jeff Ulbrich? I have to be honest. I was in complete shock that he turned when I said, you know, say hello to all the Jet fans, that he actually turned around and started talking. It took me so off guard. I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, that that's why that came out that way. It was just like, it was just, you know me, I'm a lovey-dovey, I love everybody kind of guy. So that was just like, really, I, I think I was saying, I love you for actually talking to me. Because this is going to be great. This is going to be so awesome when everybody sees this. But um, the best part was when Dom C told me afterwards, that was when he told me, I had no idea that Greenbeam the night before, last night, had actually predicted that that would happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my comment to my text message to Dom C in the comments right now. You guys can all see it. That's what I told Dom C the, uh, the night before. He said, says, Dude, we totally. Have Jeremy. have Jeremy steamroll his way into an area where he or JD is. He's shameless and has no issue doing shit like that. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Sick Jeremy on him, man. And he did it. Oh, it's oh so Greenbead. Th- actually, before I get Greenbean's thoughts, I want to hear Dom C. Like, was this as, every bit as magical as the moment seems to be on camera? I'm telling you, like I'm I'm red right now. We got a really sunburned. It's 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 hot. It's, it was 67 degrees, sun blaring today, and I must have turned like tomato red because all I kept saying to Jeremy is, Jeremy, don't get us kicked out. Don't get us kicked <laughs> out of this place today. You know, that's all I kept saying to Jeremy. Don't get us kicked out because he'll see somebody. He'll just walk right up to him, grab him. Connor Hughes is on like a um a. a, a a, what's it called? Like a voice chat. I'm probably in work. Jeremy just struts right over to him, taps him on the shoulder. Like there, there's no cooth in it. So, so we're standing on the, we're, we're on the field and, and he starts calling over to coach Brick. And I said to myself, Oh God, I said, we're done. I'm out of here. And, uh, and he was great. And he was great. He shook our hands. He was happy that, you know, Jets fans were represented in, in, in mobile. That is awesome. Uh, now, Greenbean, your thoughts on this Ulbrich interaction, this just speaks to who Jeremy is. Yeah, it does. And, like, you know, I'm kind of with Dom, too. Like, I'm very – I sometimes, to a to a fault, I'm, like, uber resp- – I'm, like, hyper aware of the rules, like, in, in environments like this. I don't want to overstep. I want to be respectful. And it's not to say I'm right in doing that because I miss some of these moments. A lot of the time, I don't capture. Jeremy, on the other hand, like Dom said, he walks right up. He doesn't have that same, not that he's disrespectful, but he doesn't have that same fear, if you will. We'll call it a fear. There's no Um, filter. Yeah. No, yeah, right. So, but look and look at the moment that he got. You know, uh, he told Jets fans, keep an eye on these guys. And so you tell us who you want. You know what I mean? Like, who do we want on the Jets? Like, again, it's specific. That's the that's the the beauty of these guys being down there. Like, it's it's great to have guys down there, and you know, and 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 get that you know that that in person take and everything of how who's playing what and who's doing what, how the drills are going. That's all really really great stuff. But this is unique because we get that Jets perspective. Who else is going up to 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 Jeff Ulbricht 
and kind of, you know, you know, relating to him, connecting with him on that fan basis. There's only a few people there that, that are going to do that. And one of them happens to be on the show right now. So I'm grateful for Jeremy's, um, you know, really uh, disconnect with rules and, and, um, and, and etiquette. I, I just, I think that's such a beautiful thing uh, about Jeremy. <laughs> And I oh. think it's uh, it's good. I'm I'm uh, I'm great. That's one of the greatest moments, man. Like we have that forever now. You know what I mean? That's we have that. Thank thanks to Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. O'Leary, how are you feeling about this moment here? I I can't stop watching it. I mean that like <laughs> genuinely. I've watched it gotta be twenty times between when it was originally sent, put on Twitter. I rewatched the Jake Asman show where uh, Jeremy was on earlier today. And uh, we, we got the Gator remix. It was, this was just the perfect clip. But what my favorite thing is it's genuine. Like he was Jeremy. That's like, that's Jeremy. He's just, he's going to tell you and he's going to be, you know, so open. He's like, we love you. He, like, he couldn't help himself. That's just what he wants to, what he wants to say to, uh, our guy Jeff Ulbrich, but it, we got an all-time video out of it. I, I, that needs to live forever because that brought me so much joy today. Immortalized. We might have to make a shirt. I love you. <laughs> Go back, make, make something you. like that. <laughs> a picture. Thanks, Coach Ulbrich. Ulbrich. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted was to be part of a shirt. <laughs> there you go. Tennessee drops in, says, forget drafting best available player. We need offensive tackle. So I guess let's go around the panel. I want to get your thoughts real quick. Uh, offensive tackle or best player available? Matt, I'll throw it to you first. Let's keep it short, and then we'll hop on to the next Super Chat. We got a, got a few that we got to burn through here. Oh, uh, I'll say offensive tackle, but I think there's a chance that the best player on the board at the time could even be a tackle. So could be both. Ooh. Green Bean, best player available or offensive tackle? Offensive tackle all day, unless, you know, the number two receivers there and the two tackles that you have rated that higher gone, uh, you know, because we need a wide receiver too. So uh, I could see that, but I think that you'd have to really, you'd have to reach deep for me to not take a tackle at 10. Dom C, tackle or best player available? Well, I, I'm I'm hopping right along the Matt O'Leary train. Uh, offensive tackle and best available might be one and the same at this point. Um, and plus, I I love the the top end of this tackle group, so I'm gonna stay offensive tackle for sure. Jeremy, what about you? Best player available or offensive tackle? Good conversation, Jeremy. It seems like he's either frozen or muted himself. I think he's frozen. Uh, oh, there he goes. All right. Um, Talk to I think I, I'm. Oh, you can hear me now. I got you. Um, I'm going to say that. Uh, granted, you know, depending on if nothing amazing happens in the off season. So, like, if something happens in the off season where we, you know, pull something, you know, Joe shocks us all and, and helps solve the tackle issue, uh, we have to take a tackle. I, I don't see the point in having other weapons if we can't block for the quarterback it just doesn't work yeah it starts at the offensive yeah i'm 100 percent on offensive line here there's a lot of offensive linemen i like so i agree with matt and dom it could wind up being the number one player on our board anyway it could be best player available 
is an offensive tackle. I would even go so far as to say I'm good with trading down and still drafting an offensive tackle. Like Dom alluded to, there are a lot of really good tackles in this class, and I don't think you have to pencil in only Fuaga uh, at number 10. I think you can take a look at a few different potential options. If you can get some value, maybe get a second-round pick by trading back a little bit. I think there's a few other options that we could also look at as well. Boogie Down Bronx, thank you so much for the super chat, dude. Says, do you guys feel that any of these top left tackles in the draft can come in and dominate right away? Protect Rodgers' blindside. Hmm. I think we go the veteran route for this season. Get left tackle in the third. So this is a very interesting conversation because the uh, offensive linemen that come in in the draft generally don't like hit the ground running week one. Now you're hoping an offensive tackle drafted in the top 10 could do that, but there's definitely an argument to be made where maybe a veteran offensive lineman is the route. I know someone inside the organization that is really high on Carter Warren. So if that's the case, maybe they decide to go with a Tyron Smith or a Bakhtiari or something along those lines. The Jets did try to get Bakhtiari with Rodgers in a package deal last offseason. They just couldn't do it because Bakhtiari was set to, to protect Jordan Love. They obviously wanted to see what they had in him over in Green Bay. So if Bakhtiari comes into the fold, then maybe they have their developmental left tackle in Carter Warren, and then you still wind up in this situation of, okay, we're comfortable with maybe an AVT going to right tackle, or we can draft our right tackle at number 10, or maybe because the offensive weapons side of things in free agency, if Evans gets tagged, T. Higgins gets tagged, Pittman gets tagged, Ridley chooses to go somewhere else, maybe there's a situation where the Jets just kind of have to get a top playmaker at the top end of this draft, and if an Odunze is there, I would 110% sign off on that particular type of move. Um, there's a few different ways you can go about it, and I guess I'll throw it to Matt first. What are your thoughts on going with an offensive weapon with this mindset because of the offensive tackles maybe not being ready to play right away with Aaron Rodgers when you're going all in in a single year? Yeah, I think I have to feel pretty comfortable about what the Jets do in free agency or trade at that point for the offensive line, right? Like, I, I keep saying, I feel like every week I say this, and it, it's the truth, but, you know, unfortunately we have to keep saying it, is I, I think we'll have a better idea after the first few days of free agency what the Jets either are going to do or can do. If the Jets have a spot where... They still need to fill a tackle and they're picking at, you know, 10, then it seems like obvious that they're going to take one of these guys. But if they sign, you know, somebody in free agency and maybe they talk about, you know, all offseason how they're, you know, going to stick AVT at right tackle and they sign another, you know, veteran to play uh, guard, then that opens up the conversation for a Brock Bowers or wide receiver even more. I think I would just feel a little uneasy on draft night if we have no idea who the left tackle is going to be and they end up taking a weapon with pick 10. Greenbean, I want to hear from you. What do you think about uh, possibly going weapon at number 10 because the offensive lineman may not be ready right off the bat? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, we heard about that last year with the center position, right? That Rodgers uh, didn't want a rookie you know, up front. I don't know. I mean, Joe Tippin was a second round pick. I think if you get a premium tackle, like if you look at some of these mocks that are recently, you know, we had, we had one mock. I forget who it was. Uh, one of the CBS guys, Joe Walt was on the board and we, he made it to 14 and we still, we didn't take him anyway. We don't need to all Joe Walt. He's not good. So who knows? I mean, weird stuff happens in the draft guys that you never think are going to slide. 
uh, slide. It happens every single year. Uh, we saw it with Jermaine Johnson's a great example. If the Jets would have taken Jermaine Johnson at four or ten, I think the majority of Jets fans would have been fine with that. We ended up getting him at 26. Uh, I don't think too many people saw him sliding that far. I saw some people saying he was, you know, top 15, top 20-ish. Um, but I don't think too many people realistically saw him uh, being there at 26. So Joe Alt being there at 10 or Fashano being there at 10, you know, much weirder things have happened. Um, but so I don't, I don't know. I think if you're able to get one of those types of, you know, that caliber of player, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is, is, is going to have too much uh, issue with them starting over there. They'll get the preseason too. If they look like uh, hot garbage, then maybe we got to do something else. My hope is that we, even if we're planning to take one of these guys, that we still bring in some, some actual legitimate depth at the tackle position that could start um, for us. So, uh, But that all said, I think that if you're getting one of these tackles, yes, you fully expect them to come in and um, and start. And the thing is, uh, Boogie Down Bronx, is that the tackle free agent market is thin. It's thin now, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the guys that we're thinking that are going to be out there get gets you know either re-signed by their teams or 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 what have you. Um, so we're we're gonna see um, some difficulty with being able to get that sure thing in free agency that we're comfortable with. You know, kind of just assuming is going to be our starter. Uh, so I think that rookie is probably going to be the best route to go. And and if it's a if it's a you know if it's a top ten. Uh, guys, Joe Walter, Fushano in particular, I don't think there's any concern with them coming in immediately and having the impact that we want. Uh, we got Hennessy coming in and says, do you guys think a trade down could be in the works? We need more quarterbacks to get hyped up. Maybe someone could trade up for Bo Nix or JJ from 10 to 14. I think Penix is the most likely quarterback to go at number 10. Uh, I mean, short of Jaden Daniels falling or, or sliding down, I don't think Williams or or May wind up shifting a little bit. Dom, I'm going to throw this one over to you. Do you think a trade down could be in the works? And do you think that other quarterbacks could come into the conversation that could go in front of us to help push some talent down? Um, Listen, I think in our when, when we put on our Jets fandom goggles, you know, we all want to trade back a little bit, not too much, just enough to get that second round pick back, so on and so forth. But the reality is, is that Joe Douglas has yet in his tenure to trade back in the first round. He's traded up. He's been aggressive. Um, so, so, so I think us wanting the trade back is probably more realistic than the trade back itself is, is happening. Listen, it comes down to it. I mean, it's, it's really simple. Um, the Jets scouting department and Joe Douglas are going to have their board, right? And if they have three or four guys in that same tier who they're happy with, then they're going to trade down. If one of those guys is in kind of at, at a different level, different tier, they're going to stick and they're going to stick and pick. Um, I think with all the pressure on this regime right here, right now, um, as much as I would love to say, yeah, I think a trade backs, uh, you know, probably in the cards. Uh, my guess is right now, my gut tells me that they're going to stay at ten and 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 pluck the best offensive lineman that that they have rated at that point, whether it's somebody like an Olu Fushanu falls or whether, you know, it's Talise Fuaga or, or, you know, whomever these other guys that they like. Um, 
I think that that's probably the route they're going to take. I know it doesn't make a lot of uh, Jets fans happy. We all want – I want to trade down, still get Fuaga, you know, at 16 and gain a second and maybe a second next year or all that fun stuff. But that's not uh, – that, that's just not always the case. So I'd have to say that we probably stick in at 10. Right? My, that's what my gut says. Jeremy, you think a trade down could be in the works? I think it's definitely possible. I mean, like John was saying, like we observed today, there's a lot of great tackles in there right now. I don't even think we really talked about Guyton um, as, you know, he was amazing today as well. He may have been the best offensive tackle we saw today. So there's, there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to offensive tackle. And I think it's definitely a possibility we trade down. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to gamble. It depends on how many guys went before, you know, who went, who went already and it has to do with Jay-Z's board and all that good stuff, obviously. But if we were to still secure one of those guys, um, even Latham, Guyton, any of those guys and secure second round pick as well, I'd be really happy. Euphoria comes in with the super chat says, we can't trade players. We already are low on depth. We need to trade these picks. Come on, JD. This is your last shot. They got the crosshairs on you. Yeah, look, I I am very much in the mindset of I would rather proven players. I've been saying I really like Cortland Sutton as a trade option. I would really love to bring him in as a big-bodied wide receiver that has to play for us if you trade for him. I think there are going to be some realistic things that go down with wide receivers saying, well, I don't know if I really want to go to a 40-year-old Rodgers when there's all these young quarterbacks that I could be playing with if I'm going to settle myself down somewhere. I think the Jets are going to have a little bit of hurdles. I think the state income tax is going to be a little bit of an issue. And I think if you are going to make trades rather than for picks, I would rather it be for proven players. Greenbean, I'll throw this one over to you. Do you think the Jets should, if they are going to make trades, make trades for players or make trades for draft picks? Hmm. That's a, it's a it's a great point, Youth, for you. Before I say that, I, I do want to say, though, we like to say that JD has never traded back in the first, and that is true, but he has traded back in the second. So... You know what I mean? It's not beyond and the third and the he's done. He's traded all over the place everywhere else. So and he's traded up a bunch of times. So he's definitely not afraid to trade and trading back. Second round's premium. You know, um, it's not blue chip area and and top ten is it's, it's different, of course. But I I wouldn't say it's it's something that you would say is beyond what's realistic, especially if we can recoup a second round pick. And like, like Jeremy was saying, there's quite a few very interesting tackles. Uh, so I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be blown away, man. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? I, I have to say there's a, there's a lot of wisdom in, in trading away, especially when you have a Rogers, right? We have a two year window. Um, and he's saying two more years. If we have another year like this year, I'm going to tell you right now, he's out. I'm just going to tell you, man, if that face you saw on the sideline, all, oh my God, if that happens again this year, say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but you could say goodbye to everybody if that happens. But the idea that we have this window with Aaron Rodgers, you know, even if you do think a guy is going to come in and have an impact right away, it's still not guaranteed with the draft picks. So if you know you can use that third or whatever it might be and just get a proven player at the position you were looking, you know, hoping to to find someone in the draft anyway, I say this is the kind of year that you do it. I actually agree with you, Euphoria. I do love my draft picks and I love young players and I I, I really love that. 
But again, we are built in a very specific way. And if you can get some of these guys that we already know what they're capable of in the NFL, especially like at wide receiver or something like that with an Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think you you go ahead and you pull the trigger. We've got DLB, one Jets arm. Dude says, let's go. Never been to Long Island or a draft party. Boys and girls, if you missed the beginning part of this stream, we are doing our Talking Jets draft party, the first one ever in person at the main event, night one of the NFL draft. Tickets are available at TalkingJets.com. We've already got six tickets sold. We got David and Patrick hooking it up. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining the Talking Jets uh, draft party. We're we're looking forward to it. If you guys if you guys are members of the channel, make sure you check that community tab. There is a promo code for all the channel members to get a little bit of a discount off um, for all the uh, support you guys give us. So it's greatly greatly appreciated. Premium. I see your finger up. Yeah, I just want to say just on that note, Crossfire was asking uh, in the chat earlier if he could buy. The booth, the VIP booth, which you may you might want to mention, mm. and raffle off the other three. I said, Ooh. I think that's possible. Do you do you have any opposition to that thought, Ryan? No, I'm fine with that. If he if he wants to to do the the VIP booth and raffle off the other three people that he's going to be sitting with, totally cool with that. Um, you're also totally okay with uh, so that the the VIP booth comes with four tickets. I I mean, you might be able to squeeze six people into it. But you got to get, you have to pay for the other two tickets. So that's the thing. It comes with four tickets and it's comfortably sitting for, but you know, it is possible you might be able to squeeze a little bit more in there. So Crossfire, if you do want to do that, more than welcome to. Uh, let's rip through a few of these. Shavanshu comes in, says, hope we somehow keep Huff and best players for once. It's nice to retain your own and it hasn't really come to fruition here for the New York Jets. We wind up losing them all the time with the exception of Quentin Williams. That's the first one we had in a while. So who knows? Maybe it's a trend. Uh, John B comes in and says, Mahomes has career all thought A-Rod would have had. Mahomes is having the career that we all thought Aaron Rodgers would have had. What is he at now? He's got what? He's gone to four Super Bowls. He's going to try and win his third. He went to six straight AFC championship games. Is there going to be a point, Matt, where we start talking about this cat as like competing with Tom Brady for greatest of all time? I think you can make the argument that the first three Super Bowls that Mahomes or even first four Super Bowls that Mahomes has been to have been on the back of the offensive play. Now, maybe this year you, you give a little bit of an asterisk to, to the defense there. But with Brady, I think the first three Super Bowls for him were heavily skewed towards the defensive side. What are your thoughts on, on the you know, maybe the longevity that we need to see from Mahomes or, or or where he stacks up. Yeah, I mean, I think if he wins this one, it starts to become a little bit more real, right? Because then that would be three. Still a way to go because of just how long Tom Brady was around and how long he did it. Uh, did it with two different franchises, played in the league for 20 years. It, it, you know, it, it's still a, a long way to go, but there is no denying that he's had probably the best start to his career than than anybody so he's gotta he's gotta keep it up for a little while longer here but it's been unbelievable so far for Mahomes. we've got jet engine jumping in with a chat then i'll go back to jay sawyer and knifey spoonie and i see blitzcrews chat in there as well jet engine what's good brother he joined us for our our talking jets group by so maybe maybe he'll fly up from florida for our live stream uh for the talking <laughs> jets party draft party as well 
Mr. Jet Engine says, love hearing Dom dropping the reality hammer. Everyone thinks trading back is an automatic option when it all depends on how things fall. Available prospects, uh, compensation agreement, and teams involved. Completely agree. Everyone wants to trade down. 32 teams out of 32 teams want to trade down, generally. And you know what happens? Not every team wants to move up. No, not, not people, you know, people don't want to give up players. They don't want to give up picks. They see these as four-year or five-year, potentially, in the first round. Uh, cheap contracts that they hold on to. So, Greenbean, can you speak a little bit to to Dom's thoughts here about uh, trading back and how it, it's a little less likely because of how many people consistently want to move back? Well, I'll tell you, um, I agree. There, It takes two to tango, um, but every year we see some tango in. So there are trades every single year. Uh, last year we saw quite a few up top, right? We, you know, the uh, starting with the move uh, from the Panthers to jump over uh, the Texans to make sure they didn't get the better quarterback in C.J. Stroud. It's very important to them to make sure that they did <laughs> not get the right guy. Uh, they didn't want any chances with this stuff. Um, but uh, and who knows? You know, I I joke. You know, Bryce Young's career is. Um, is young, right? Uh, but yeah, I think you know. Look, I know we we talk about trading all the time, but uh, we were the team that traded up a few times, right? We traded up it with the AVT, you know, to get AVT. You know, we jumped up, gave two third round picks for that. We jumped up to get Jermaine Johnson. We a lot of people forget this, but we also traded up to get Brees Hall. Everybody, uh, people don't people don't seem to talk about that as much. It wasn't the longest jump in the world, but we did jump up. Uh, to get Brees Hall. So, I mean, there are teams looking to trade up every single year. We have a top 10 pick. This is a quarterback-rich draft. Um, it happens to be a very strong draft as well. So if somebody wants a quarterback, I think the team trading back is going to feel pretty good that they can still get some quality too. So for the Jets, uh, I think that it makes a bunch of sense. I think that there will at least be discussions uh, particularly if these quarterbacks are still there at 10. You know that, excuse me, the consensus is the top three are going to be quarterbacks. Uh, I think that's pr a pretty safe bet, um, but there are still going to be guys. So, But but after those three, there's going to be a bunch of other positions taken. We got some edge rushers, potentially cornerback, but you got the wide receivers, the tackles. Um, so I could see that that that. 10th pick being kind of a sweet spot for somebody to, to, to want to jump back up and, uh, and, and grab a quarterback. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's that unrealistic, uh, to think about it. Um, but you know, like Dom said, JD hasn't traded back in the first yet. So there's that. And it does take a team that wants to trade up, but I think this is a pretty good year to think that there's, there, there will be teams calling. Matt, you think the Jets will be able to trade down? Um, I think there will be, I mean, we talked a little bit about it earlier. I, I think that if there's a quarterback that is still hanging around at that point, that one of those teams that are right there after the jets want, there's a chance they could be jockeying for position. And when one wants to jump up a, a couple of spots, like I don't see the jets dropping from like 10 to 27, but I think they, if they went from like 10 to, you know, the 13th pick and picked something else up, um, I, I wouldn't be super surprised by that j boy comes in and says we love you jeff ulbrick gotta take offensive line jeremy would you agree with this 
not the offensive line that you love Jeff Ulbrich. I do love Jeff Ulbrich. Uh, he's an amazing <laughs> coordinator. Uh, you know what? You know what? I, I got to say this about him, uh, so everybody knows. Every single player that we've asked about him, like today, and all yeah, everyone was asked that we interviewed, all basically said they would run through a wall for him. So I mean, this is the kind of guy he is. I know Greenbean loves that. This is the kind of guy he is. He's a passionate guy and fires people up. He's certainly a great motivator. Ooh, Matt. Hop in the line with a 20 spot. Thank you so much, Matt. He says, what do y'all think of this starting offensive line from left to right? Tyron Smith, Ezra Cleveland. That is the guard that the Jets did not trade for from the Vikings that wound up going to Jacksonville. Mm. He's a free agent right now. Uh, obviously, Tyron Smith, left tackle for the Cowboys. Tipman at center, AVT right, uh, right guard, sorry. And then Fuwaga, right tackle. Bring in another veteran tackle as insurance. AVT and Fuwaga on the right would be nasty. So I think in this sort of situation... I would envision Tyron Smith and like AVT being the emergency or AVT being the emergency tackle in this sort of situation. My gut feeling with the offensive line, and I want to get your guys' take on this. I think McGovern is definitely coming back. I think Rodgers does want to play with a veteran center. And we got to see some snaps that just kind of were a little awry with Titman last year. So I could see the Jets having a situation where Titman and AVT are the guards and McGovern comes back as center. And then we are finding one offensive tackle out in free agency and then bringing one in via the draft or AVT is that potential option as another tackle spot. I love the idea of bringing in a veteran left tackle because if that is true, that Carter Warren is thought of very highly in the Jets organization, then maybe there's a situation where he does develop in a year, you know, afterwards uh, into a starting left tackle. And maybe you don't have to invest premium money into maybe a lesser guy because you know, are you going to go out and either re-sign Becton or bring in a Trent Brown or a Michael Wenyu or, you know, there, there's going to be all these different options, but none of them are really, like, great. They, they all have these little warts. So, so Matt, I want to ask you first, what do you think of this particular offensive line uh, combination here? Uh, I started a poll for the chat, too, because we got a $20 super chat, so we got a freeze in here, Ooh, too. That's right. Good looks, Matt. So you guys get to yeah, choose so someone to freeze. So while we're talking about this, vote in the chat. Uh, but I really am intrigued by this offensive line. Um, Tyron Smith scares me with the injury history a little bit. Not not going to lie. I like Ezra Cleveland a ton. Tipman love, AVT love, Huaga love. They, they got to, as Matt says here, they got to bring in another tackle for some insurance. But I, I think you could do a lot of a lot of damage with this offensive line, especially in the run game. Holy smokes. Greenbean, what about you? You think this is a uh, offensive line you can get down with? Yeah, I would be, I would not be terribly upset if that's what we ended up fielding. I still want to see some depth <laughs> brought in. I want overkill this year, man. I think this is the year like we can't two years in a row. We saw in, just insane injuries to our offensive line. Uh, that would lead me, and, and don't forget that, you know, ABT, the last two years uh, was out for the year. We saw some injuries to Tipman this year. I mean, he, he made it back, nothing serious, thankfully. But I want to see some depth. But if that's our starting line, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty good uh, about that. Um, so, yeah, that, I'd be good. Jeremy, well, I guess I'll ask uh, Domsey. We'll go down. We'll go down the order here. 
Domsey, what do you think about this offensive line? Tyron Smith, Ezra Cleveland, Titman, AVT, and then Fuwaga at right tackle. No, I mean, sign me up all day. I'm, I mean, this is, you know, probably for our situation and in, in, in how many holes we have on the team to kind of address and the cap situation. This is this would probably be as good as it could get. Um, I agree that, you know, Tyron Smith's old and he's got an injury history, but, um, you know, if you're backing him up with, with Carter Warren or something like that, I, I'm fine with it. To me, I, I think Ezra, Ezra Cleveland is probably overkill. I don't think he's much that much of a you know uh, a leg up on what we have in Lakin Tomlinson. You know, mm-hmm. I know Lakin has had his moments where he hasn't played good, um, but uh, I think the name Ezra Cleveland is probably better than the football player Ezra Cleveland. Hmm. Jeremy, how are you feeling about this particular offensive line combination? I feel good about it. I would take that. I mean, I'd feel really good about it. Um, I'm. I'm I'm one that I'm not just satisfied with five. Like I want to know who our backups are going to be. Like I still want McGovern for depth. I would still consider in the middle rounds a really good interior guy. Um, so we have the option um, of just moving things around or if somebody gets hurt. But um, but no, I like it. I like it a lot. I would take that. That would be that would be a great front five. So boys and girls, because Matt sent in a twenty dollar super chat, we got to see someone. Get frozen. You guys had the live chat in the poll or poll in the live chat. This is what happens. Like, the, the, my pilot hat's on too tight. And uh, yeah. one Jeremy <laughs> was our our victory uh, in the poll question. So Je- Jeremy gets frozen here. Jeremy, any last words? I don't care. Mute yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Loser. No. Sorry. Do not pass oh, go. Man. Do not collect $200. Jeremy is going to be muted. Uh, for a minute. I don't have a timer going or anything. Let's do I have a timer. A, boom. Three minutes. There you go, Jeremy. <laughs> three minutes. Oh my God. Three minutes. I only have a three minute timer set right now. Uh, you know, I got to move it too. I'll shift it down here. Boom. Jeremy can, uh, cool off a little bit. Uh, we got Sawyer coming in with super chat says Carter can't coach a tackle to be good day one or seemingly ever go get Garrett and Rogers some weapons. Ooh, this is a good thought process. Greenbean, I want to hear from you. The uh, offensive line coach, Keith Carter, is not looked at super favorably by Jet fans or, I guess, his own players, for that matter. Uh, do you think that he will be able to coach up an offensive tackle, or do you think the talent level of a tackle taken at 10 might exceed what Carter would have to actually put into this particular equation? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a concern. Um, you know, I saw there was a comment from Paris about uh, in the chat about, um, you know, drafting a guy like Fuaga, who we know needs the passing game aspect needs to be worked on. Right. So do we trust Keith Carter to mold a pick like that, that we already know needs a little bit of work on one aspect of his game? Hey man, he's the guy we got everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It shouldn't preclude us, you know, from taking, uh, you know, one of the guys. I mean, you you can't, you know, you can't keep a coach and then go on. Oh, this coach sucks, so I can't take the player. You can't. Then you got to get rid of the coach, right? Like, and they chose not to, so they believe in him. Uh, they're gonna take who they who they want, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna trust him to do it. Now, am I concerned about it? Yeah, man. I mean, I thought our offensive line looked lost 
I thought our, uh, you know, we saw guys, um, you know, like a Becton look not so good. Now I, you know, who knows if that's Keith Carter? I mean, you know, who, who knows? Tipman looked pretty damn good under Keith Carter at two positions. So I, I don't know, you know, maybe I think, like you said, Ryan, maybe the player's talent will supersede um, whatever limitations uh, Keith Carter has. I don't know. It's definitely concerning. I would have liked to see him go. I really would have loved to see us run and grab you know, Callahan's um, uh, understudy over there. But Callahan got a head coaching job, so, you know, that wasn't going to happen. But I'd, I'd love to see something like that. But here we are, man. Keith Carter's our guy. we got to trust him. So I really I, – we haven't talked about this at all. Knifey Spoonie says, hearing that some teams are interested in Zach Wilson for a late-round pick, any chance we could do a pick swap, maybe land – another mid-rounder instead. So if you guys didn't see this, this was from U Stadium earlier today, yesterday, I think maybe, uh, talking about how there are multiple teams interested in Zach Wilson or expected to be interested in Zach Wilson. So maybe that's a situation where the Jets can, you know, wheel and deal a little bit. Maybe we can give up a, you know, a fourth round pick or a sixth round pick or something like that, package it together with Zach and then maybe get a third round pick. And now you're feeling a little bit more comfortable uh, using him to to maybe trade up or get a player later or, or, or sorry earlier in the in the draft than you were anticipating. It seemingly you know it doesn't seem like Zach's gonna be here at all. Like there's no shot whatsoever. Matt, your thoughts on the Zach Wilson trade rumors stuff? I I like the rumors because uh, I'm interested in the mid round pick swap portion of that report because that would be interesting. Like. If they could trade Zach Wilson in a fourth for a third, like they have two fourths, so would you? Wouldn't you rather jump up a, an additional round into you know getting another top one hundred pick? Right now they only have two top one hundred picks, so um, to me that's more appealing than just you know landing a, a late fifth, sixth round pick straight up. So if that's really on the table, I think that's the route that I would like to go. So I'm going to, rather than asking Greenbean if he would want to do this, I'm going to ask you to give me a team that you think you could see Zach going to. I think, um, see, Zach's not going to go somewhere as, as, you know, somebody looking for a starter, right? He's going to go somewhere for depth. I could see the Chiefs. And I could see, like, hypothetically, if Zach went to the Chiefs, I think that would be a fantastic scenario for a guy like Zach Wilson. Uh, Andy Reid is obviously Andy Reid and and does good things uh, with quarterback. He's a true offensive mastermind type of a guy. Uh, understudy to Mahomes kind of a thing. I think that would be good uh, for Zach. But um, yeah, I uh, let me just say though, I like the idea. Like Matt said, a fourth. I would prefer to see a fifth and Zach Wilson for a third. But maybe I'm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I want to give up a seventh and Zach Wilson for a second, but yeah, I, don't I know, know if that's right? happening. Yeah, totally. But I'm trying to stay realistic, you know. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of teams can do it. Yeah, but you know, on that note, aren't we happy to see Sam Darnold? I want to just tell you guys real quick: everything is designed to hurt us the most. I want mm. you guys to know that. So just be prepared that. Sam Darnold's going to end up playing in the Super Bowl, and if he does, expect oh, the Niners to win. Oh, no, I want do. him to play. Please. I am not rooted for an injury more to Brock Purdy or any player in the face of the NFL than I am rooting one for Brock Purdy right now. I want Sammy Boy to, to play in the Super Bowl. 
I, dude, I love me some Sam Darnold. I, did you see the bet NYJ Matt put on the Super Bowl? He said $25 Sam Darnold wins MVP. DraftKings went out and actually added it to the sports book. You were actually able to vote or uh, place a bet on Sam Darnold to be the uh, the MVP of the Super Bowl. I think it's going to happen. Jeremy, talk to me. You think uh, Sammy Darnold coming in at some point in the Super Bowl? Would you be upset? No, I would root for him. I would root really hard if he came into that game, and I would want him to win the game for them, and I'd be really happy for him. You guys are terrible Jets fans. 49ers chaos in the chat over here. Yeah, right. 49ers (laughs) chaos. He's a California guy, by the way. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts. You you rooting for for Sammy Boy if he comes in? No, I don't want – no, that's that's too much pain. I can't see the guy that the Jets drafted third overall and then traded away – Come in in this bizarre scenario for this, you know, has a perfect roster, and the quarterback that got him there gets hurt in the game, and he has to come in, and he would win. That might be the end of Matt O'Leary on Jets internet. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that reaction from Jet fans for, uh, for if that would happen. So please no. Dom C, yeah, Sammy Matt. boy, you you rooting for him if he comes in? Um, uh, uh, no, 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 I have fun with this. <laughs> Sam Darnold is, is such a distant memory. Like he's just, uh, to me, doesn't really matter. You know, Wolverine sitting on the bed, looking at the picture. We have Zach Wilson and I'm, I'm looking at Sam Darnold on the picture. I'm just saying, man, I wish we had that. I think that, just- I think that wound is a little more fresh. So if Zach won or, mm. you know, had success and, and won a Super Bowl with another team. I, I think I, 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 that would chat my ass a little. Dude, you know what I see happen? I'm looking at Green Bean's scenario, talking about, you know, Andy Reid developing Zach Wilson. He's obviously not going to be the starter in Kansas City, so Patrick Mahomes is going to be there, which means he's going to get traded somewhere else. I would hope that he would trade him out of conference. But, like, maybe there's some situation where Zach just wants to spite the Jets because of how we have just treated him or how he has perceived that we have treated him and the fan base has treated him, and he's just going to go scorched earth on us if he can figure it all out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be going to be try. either way. Yeah, I'd love to see Zach try to go scorched earth and and try to take the game in his own hands and win it himself. Wouldn't that be great? Step out, out of bounds on the three-yard line. Uh-huh. Fucking moron. Means <laughs> <laughs> hot tonight. Crew comes in says he wants a proven talent like T. Higgins, not proven like Lazard. The best thing ah. I can say about Lazard is he shouldn't be as bad as he was last year, purely because Aaron Rodgers is coming back, which is like a slight tick up. But man, am I having some buyer's remorse with that $11 million a year contract with Lazard? That's what's that, that like that kind, that contract I think is going to prevent us from going after two wide receivers in free agency because it's so elevated right now. Matt, your thoughts on T Higgins versus Lazard and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I was pretty wrong about Alan Lazard so far. I, I I liked that signing for the Jets, and it just it has not worked uh, very well. I agree with you. I think he'll be better this year. But T. Higgins, man, twenty five years old, has has done the damn thing already in the in his career. Is already a number two with a high end receiver. So it's not going to be like this guy who's going to be all selfish and begging for the rock. I think it'd be a great pairing with Garrett Wilson. I really do. Joe M comes in the super chat says if everything stays as it is with the draft, how do you think it goes? One, two, uh, one, three, four. I lean, I'm leaning tackle any offensive lineman 
and quarterback. So he's saying in the rounds, one, three, four. Uh, so in mm. my mind, it's tough without knowing like who's actually available, but I would like to go tackle at number 10. I would like to go wide receiver in the third. And then in the fourth, I would like to have some combination of guard quarterback would be my preference there. Greenbean, your thoughts on those three rounds. Yeah, I'm totally with it. But but here's the thing. We got to go get some real wide receiver help in free agency for that to, for me to be okay with that. Now, because you're looking at the fourth, the fourth round quarterback thing is interesting because, uh, you know, we have, there's the potential for a guy, the guy from Florida State, um, Travis, Jordan Travis, right? Jordan yeah, Travis. so that, you know, because of his injury, that he may be there in the fourth. Now, if you can get a guy like that in the fourth round to kind of have that year or two behind Aaron Rodgers, the old Green Bay trick, I think you got to consider it, man. Um, but if we are, if we drop the ball in free agency at wide receiver, like you gotta, you gotta use that third on a wide receiver. This is assuming we don't have a second, right? So that is what I we, said, by I, the way, just, just so you know, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if you caught, like if you thought I said fourth, <laughs> but no, I, I'm on board with the third. Yeah. One, three, f wait, what did you, what did you say there? You confused I, me. What I had, so sorry. He was asking, what would we do first round sec, uh, first round, third round, fourth round. We have two fourth round picks. I said, I would go offensive tackle first round wide receiver, third round. Then I would go guard quarterback, some sort of combo like that. In the I see. Uh, yeah. Okay. And that makes sense to me. Um, that, that, that does. Cause, cause like, and let's not forget like to, to, to your point, Ryan, Fourth round offensive linemen are fantastic. To get, that's a sweet spot. That third to fifth round for offensive linemen is is uh, historically a real nice place to get offensive linemen. So I think you know using that third, like in this scenario, right with the two fourth, which I wasn't even thinking about the second fourth when I in my answer. So if you if you do that, and and again, um, even if we get one wide receiver, but you know you you know you don't completely do all the work that you want to do at the position third round. I think, I don't know if, Mc, if McConkey will be there. You can see on Don C's list, a lad McConkey raised his stock a little bit oh, yeah. uh, at the senior ball. I'm just telling you, watch my boy. Uh, you'll see, you'll see. Um, but I would love it if lad McConkey sitting there in the third and you scoop him up. Uh, so yeah, I think that would be good. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Joe M's on to something here. Matt, I want to ask you, uh, position-wise, we'll go quick. Uh, first round, third round, two fourth round picks, what positions are you ideally penciling in in your head? Yeah, I'll go something similar to you in, in no particular order, but we'll go offensive tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, and guard. Domsey, I want to ask you the same thing. What would your picks be? Well... My, my picks would be what you guys said. My picks, I don't. I, I think the Jets are going to think differently. I'm going to be the okay. So uh, what do you th let, let's just, let's twist the question a little bit. What do you think the Jets right. will think? Uh, I mean, without getting darts thrown at me from the chat, I, I think you're going to see the premium positions with premium draft capital. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a defensive lineman, def an edge rusher. Along those lines, not in the first round, but in the third, 
or the fourth. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if you saw a cornerback. Ugh. Um, two, two of our deeper groups, but two groups that are that are thinning out very quickly. I mean, I, I believe I really, really think that we're going to see a cornerback drafted relatively earlier than anyone wants in this draft. We don't know what Bryce Hall's coming back. He's a free unrestricted free agent, right? We have Michael Carter's walking into his contract year. Obviously, we, all, we want to keep him. DJ Reed is in the last year of his contract. Obviously, we want to extend him. Um, Brandon Eccles is in the last year of his contract. We're not going into next, and we don't know what JBC is. Jared Bernard Converse, if he's a safety, if he's a cornerback, we don't know. So I, I think that if history kind of repeats Joe Douglas, he's going to spend premium picks on what he classifies as premium positions. That would include cornerback or another edge rusher or something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if three or four is, is one of those kind of positions. Ooh, Jeremy, real quick, rounds one, three, four, four. What positions you ideally looking for? For me, it would be offensive tackle, wide receiver in the third round, interior offensive line in the fourth round, and then defensive tackle with the other fourth round. Ooh, ooh, I like it. I like it. A little different there. Jet Engine says the danger zone in this draft is at pick eight and nine. Jets desperately need an offensive tackle. I could see teams jumping up for Olu or even Fuwaga in front of them again. So Jet Uh, Engine, one thing that I can definitely say I'm concerned about is the Bears at number nine because their offensive line coach is the national team's offensive line coach for the Senior Bowl. So he's getting hands-on Fuwaga where Ulbrich is overseeing the entire team. So he's going to have an even more inside track on him at number nine. Dom C, I see your finger up. One thing to that, though, because uh, we were talking about – I was talking about that with um, another guy while we were just shooting the shit down here um, today at the at the stadium. Now, they drafted um, Darnell Wright last year, who's a right tackle. They, they, you know, Darnell Wright is a right tackle. Fuaga right now is a right tackle. I don't think we have to worry about them taking Fuaga. If Olu Fashan is on the board, maybe you can take him and move Broderick Jones, kick Broderick Jones inside. That would make sense. But Broderick Jones is still on a cheap contract also. And he's, you know, listen, he's he's not top 10 in the league, but he's also not. You mean not Darnell bottom. Wright? No. Uh, Broderick Darnell, Jones is no, on Darnell the Wright is, Darnell Wright is good. Well, Broderick, Broderick Jones is on the Steelers. Um, yeah, Broderick, Broderick Jones, Jones is a Steeler. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of the, le- the left tackle's name in Chicago. Um, it skipped my mind. I said Broderick Jones. Yeah. Not Broderick. It's, it's all right. <laughs> Anyhow, I don't think we have to worry about Fuaga going to the Bears. I would be possibly concerned about Olaf Shano. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, right now the gap between Fashano and Fuaga is, is closing. So, you know, it, that might not be a bad thing. Jet Engine follows it up with, I'm a pessimist at this point. Uh, so, Matt, I want to ask you, do you think that there is the fear that the Jets are going to look desperate for an offensive tackle at number 10 and we could see something similar to what happened last year? Oh, that would be real shitty uh, if that happened. But <laughs> I think there's going to be like those teams that are in front of the Jets because it's Chicago at nine. And who's eight right now? I forget. Atlanta, I think. Atlanta. OK, so. I don't know if they're going to want to necessarily move back. Like Chicago has a billion picks. I feel like, are they going to want to trade back into recoup? Or are they going to want to stay there and take, you know, a, a Romo Dunze or, you know, mm-hmm. someone who could immediately impact, you know, probably Caleb Williams or Drake may. I, I, I think for me, 
I'm not super worried about it. The the team the team that I think is taking a tackle is Tennessee. I don't know who else in front of the Jets are. The Chargers could, I guess, theoretically, right, to pair mm-hmm. with Slater. Arizona, I don't think does it after taking, you know, Paris Johnson pretty high last year. So DJ Humphreys did tear his ACL week 17. So they don't have a tackle for next year right now. Okay. I, I think it's contra- good. He could be cut if he wasn't like injured right now. Like I think he's probably cut next year, realistically. Yeah, that would stink. But I, I think they're going to go with Marvin Harrison at four. Ooh, 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 lots of lots of decisions we got to go through. Uh, Matt comes in with another super chat. Says anyone else pissed off at the idea of us trading DJ Reed? Jets cornerback trio is the best in the league. No one comes close. Don't break up the trio. Yeah, look, I don't want to see him broken up. I would like to see him retained and then us just lock down our secondary for the next you know three four years, whatever it is, before Sauce you know has to get paid. Like if you can align DJ Reed's contract to match up for when Sauce's contract is going to have to get escalated, that is ideal for me. Now. If someone comes over and says, hey, we're going to give you a first round pick, like a late first for DJ Reed, I'm probably going to do it just because of what we saw from the Jets defense against Philadelphia, where you saw no sauce, no Reed, and that Jets defense locked down those wide receivers. So Eccles and Hall were our starters at that point. I think I'd be willing to roll the dice on a first round pick, but I think anything below that, I'd much rather have Reed at this particular point in time. Greenbean, I'll throw that one to you. Any thought of moving DJ Reed? And if so, what would it take? Oh God! I just want to say I agree. Um, I, I'm not pissed at it because it's just speculative, right? But I, I'm, I, I echo the sentiment uh, that Matt is making. I think it's just like, for God's sakes, can we just not have to destroy something good for the uh, to fix something else? Like, can we stop robbing Peter to pay Paul? Please, can we just figure out a way? to keep the good stuff we have and bring in something else to fix the other thing. Like the Jets have not figured that out in forever, man. We've we always even going back to the Abraham Mangold thing, um you know, we it's like uh, who did we end up getting when uh, uh Parcells traded Hugh Douglas uh got a second i forget who we got with that second i i I believe it was somebody we like but anyway it's like but we always do that stuff we have to like get rid of a good player in order to get somebody else i'm i think at all costs you you i mean at all costs you but in, in in realistic costs you keep that trio together as long as you can they're the best in the nfl i mean you could argue that there maybe are better tandems but as a trio i don't think there's really uh too much argument uh going on and i think you keep that you keep the band together now if they're thinking like hypothetically i'm not saying that I think this, but hypothetically, if they're thinking, "Hey, man, Bryce Hall played really good," and uh, and the in, you know in the Eagles game and the games that we had him in there, he's been here, he's been in the system for three years, and you know, and uh, he's poised to get that kind of starting position, and they're and they can get a sweet deal for Reed. Maybe that, maybe they consider that. What would it take for me to trade Reed? I mean, I think he's among the more uh, underrated cornerbacks in the NFL. But like a top cornerback gets a first, man. That that that's what they get. So if somebody's going to give me a first round pick for DJ Reed, I might consider it if I can keep the Eccles and Hall 
part of the group together. Um, but I still wouldn't want to do it. Um, but that would, that would be what it would take for me. It would take a first and not a bottom of the round first. Blitzcrew comes in and says, you think Mac Jones is angling to come to the New York Jets? Weird Mac Jets comments today. Groom behind Aaron? No, I do not want Mac Jones. Macaroni and cheese is a fucking bag of milk. I don't think he's good. I think he's a shit person. I don't want him here at all. I'm not even going to throw it around to the rest of the panel because I think it's a bad, bad decision, Blitzcrew. And you Pulse know what Packers. I say to that? I say, get the fuck out of here, Blitzcrew. That's right, Blitzcrew. You bastard. E-Boogie comes in and says, trade away all future top uh, top picks to get everything we need for this year. 20 and 0, baby. Uh, question to which player or players uh, team will want more than Huff or AVT? Which player or players team will want more than Huff or AVT? I don't know if I'm completely understanding what you're saying here, but I will say this. Uh, I'm cool with trading away up to the second round pick next year to go up and get either a proven player or, or you know, escalate this into a first round pick or something like that. For, for this year, um, I would say I'd keep the 2025 first off the table just because it has the catastrophic potential of like being a top 10 pick if everything goes sideways. I would not trade the 2025 pick. And then as far as which uh, player or player's team will want more, um, I, I'm not sure how to, how to read that. Matt, your thoughts on this? Uh, you throw me under the bus because I'm trying to read E-Boogie's comments and I'm not sure that I get it. I got either. it. I know what he means. All right, okay. it's going to you, Green Bean. He's saying which player or players will teams want more than Huff? Or will, will teams want more, Huff or AVT? So he's what I think he's saying is what player has more value if we were going to trade somebody? So, Interesting. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think AVT, even with the injuries, I don't know, man. Look, I was looking at it before. People are talking about Huff's value. Uh, in the chat earlier. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the the idea that like 19 to $21 million doesn't make sense for Bryce Huff. When you look at the guys in that range, they're, they're like, um, there are guys, uh, you know, like that, that, you know, they, they make the $17.5 million. There's like the $20 million range. And then the, you know, hold on. I can look right here. Like Alex Highsmith. Hold on was I think he was seven point seventeen point five. When you look at the stats and stuff, like Alex Highsmith, just as one example, he had seven sacks last year. He played 88% or 81% of their snaps. Bryce Huff had 10 sacks and he played 49% of the snaps. The whole thing is that, you know, the Jets are looking at Bryce Huff. As, they don't see him as an as an every down player. I would be willing to bet there are teams that are absolutely willing to let him try to be an an every down player. Um, so you look at the what at, at at the impact he can have with less than fifty percent of the snaps, and there are guys in that price range that are playing almost twice as much, and they're having similar numbers. Of course, there are peaks and valleys, whether tackles, forced fumbles, things like that. Um, but Bryce Huff. I think is 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 totally able to be considered in that category for that type of money. So I don't see it as crazy like a lot of other people do. Uh, we've just seen him in this role. I think teams are willing to give a guy uh, like him more more of a of an opportunity. So I don't know with AVT's injuries and 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 Bryce Huff being a premier edge rusher. I think I'm going to reverse my original thought. 
and say that Bryce Huff might have more value currently. I would agree with you as well. Uh, I think Huff provides more value right now. I think AVT with the two season-ending injuries, especially one being the Achilles, I think that's going to hurt mm. his trade value. Uh, we're going to skip the line here for AbLab. Thank you so much for the 20 spot back. Can you please put a poll question in the chat? Gang, Ryan, you said the word, retain. I feel like historically we've never kept our own guys, which is why we've been in the pooper. Don't you think we should keep and draft our talent like other contenders? So when I look <laughs> at good teams from around the league, I'm saying, look, they're drafting the right guys, they're retaining the right guys, and when they have our when when they're totally overloaded at positions, they allow those guys to walk or they trade them for assets at that point. But when you have the money, I think it makes more sense to retain your own free agents than it than, than it is to go out and overpay for a Tremaine Johnson, for a Le'Veon Bell, for you know, heck, CJ Mosley. Unfortunately, I have to say that one in there as well. But I don't think you should overpay for outside players. I would retain the players that you have internally that you have built. But Jeremy, what are you what are you mouthing off over there? You upset with me because I say CJ Mosley? No, this well, is I'm a great upset with Matt because he's done another poll. Ah, boom! Sorry, loser. Oh, <laughs> I'm freezing you before no. we even get the poll questions back. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. You can come back here. Uh, Matt, that. your thoughts? Uh, you think we should retain our own? Um, yes, that's what I've been yelling about with, uh, Bryce Huff. They, you know, specifically with him, they were searching for an edge rusher forever. Uh, they find one as an undrafted free agent. They develop him into a 10 sack guy. One of the most proficient rushers in the game. And it's like, well, now you can't possibly pay him because you have a couple other guys who are also good at that position. No. Other teams do it, man. Other teams develop guys, they pay them, and they don't let them walk and be good somewhere else. I I'm very, very nervous that the Jets are going to let Huff hit the market and he's going to be a 15-sack guy somewhere next year. All right, so I'm going to end the poll right now just because we're at that 10 o'clock mark, so I want to rip through the rest of this, but I do want to say, Jeremy, <laughs> suck it, you're frozen again. Uh <laughs> oh, no. oh, I enjoy freezing, Jeremy. It's great. Uh, all right, let's rip through some stuff here. Jet Engine says, Corey Davis flaking out 10 minutes before the season was a huge problem. Lazard was signed to be a number three big slot, and the Jets dumped Sam for a small, fragile Sam. Dumped Sam for a small, fragile Sam. I, like, totally... I Zach. Oh, which saying is... Zach is, is fragile Sam? Okay. Yeah. That, unfortunately, yeah. they did not hit number two overall on the quarterback. It missed, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we got to stop taking quarterbacks in the top five. It's just not working out for us. Right. Douglas comes in and says, doing off-season and draft predictions with this team is like trying to predict how they F things up this year. I'm sure there's another defensive lineman. Well, we were talking about that a little bit earlier, uh, and we think it could be possible in the <laughs> mid-rounds, but we think the top end of the draft, hopefully. Dom C is saying maybe in the third round we might see something in there. Uh, I don't particularly want to do that. I would like to reserve the first and third rounds for offensive weapons whether that be a lineman or a, or a wide receiver. I am considering an offensive lineman a weapon. I don't care what you guys say. Uh, E-Boogie says, trade AVT. This is, so he was talking about you know the AVT stuff and Huff earlier. Trade AVT and the pick swap with Arizona for the number four pick and get pick 27 too. Imagine if this happens. Let's go, boys. I think it's going to cost so much to get up to number four because you have to convince Arizona not to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, and then if there's a situation where Marvin Harrison Jr., let's say, goes three to the Patriots and a quarterback is sitting there at number four, then we're not going to be able to get enough uh, assets to to make that trade up to number four. So I don't think that would even happen, let alone getting a number 27 pick. But yes, I'm on board with it if you can get it to, to happen. Uh, Matt, I'm going to ask you to go to last week's Talking Jets stream while on we're it. going through. 10 o'clock? 
I know. We've blitzed through this already. It went fast tonight. Wow, uh, Rich Samini's crusty tissue has uh, Green Bean as the, uh, the, the thumbnail there. I love it. He says, Cowherd said on his show today <laughs> that he would bet that the Jets don't make the playoffs next year. Hope this draft and the offseason prove that D-bag wrong. Well, he's a Patriots fan, and, you know, I don't think he has any sort of objective reality here because the Jets win the Super Bowl. He's just wrong. Uh, Gator McCluskey comes in. What's up, Gator? He says, let's listen to hours of Jets shows every day for the next three months to discuss a single pick in the draft dedication mother fathers yes we are more dedicated than any other fan base that's why we have the best live chats compared to any other fan base we have the you know i just when you look at the content creators from across the the rest of the league i don't think there's a a concentrated group of jet fans or of content creators better than what the jets fan content creator sphere is i think we've got a great little jet universe here uh, indeed that we're building out hey hey ryan how long has jeremy been frozen uh probably not long enough he's eating marshmallow no look, no he's got something the, that's the banana ones the banana moon pies <laughs> well those aren't moon, moon pies either they're bullshit they're fake they're knockoffs they're fake they're good no they're the I fake mean, cheap ones for sure little debbie that's not the real stuff <laughs> far daddy <laughs> uh Hennessy comes in. Hennessy says, How many defensive players get picked before number 10? I'm gonna say one. I think only one goes, and I think it's gonna be Atlanta that takes them. Matt, you thinking the same thing? You read my mind. Dallas Turner to Atlanta. Ooh. Uh, and then Jet Engine comes in asking, Is E Boogie Allison? Allison, we love you. It'd be great <laughs> if E Boogie was Allison too. Be wonderful. So before we get to our, our little spinny wheel and everything, I want to thank Jeremy and Dom C for coming in from the Senior Bowl, staying up with us, giving us the inside track. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. Dom, I'll let you plug yourself first, then I'll let Jeremy plug yourself, and then we're going to eject your asses. Hey, um, well, thanks, guys. Catch me all over the place, right? Monday is with Ryan um, on our new show, which is starting this Monday. Follow that up at 10 o'clock with Green Bean doing the, the 10 o'clock mock. Um, I do have my own channel, Project Prospect with Tom with Dom C. Uh, on YouTube, just tons of draft content, mock drafts. Not necessarily Jets related, but if you just, you know, got that nerdy itch that you want to uh, scratch once in a while and, and, you know, talk about the third string defensive tackle from Tennessee Chattanooga, like hit me up in the DMs. I'm, I'm always game for it. Speaking of that nerdy itch, I want to scratch Jeremy. Any last words for the chat? Yeah. Hey, subscribe to Jets Chaos. You get lots of funny videos and fun, informative videos, too. And, of course, we're nine days away from the premiere of Reality Check. Me and my ginger friends, Matt O'Leary, are going to be giving Reality Check all day long. Oh, I love it. I love it. Boys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. You guys have been ejected from our little cockpit here. Um, all right. We are at the end of our show. We get to talk a little bit of baggage claim. Someone's winning a shirt, hat, pillow, mug. Actually, I don't even have a hat on there. We should add a hat onto this thing. Um, you should. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to. This is a, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a flub up on my part. I didn't even think to do that. Um, Green Bean, how many contestants do we have? There, you know what though we should also you know what you might want to put that um the Rogers Wilson 24 shirt on there too like as far Ooh. as the, the that thing is oh, sharp as should. hell bro 
That yeah. one is fire. If you guys haven't checked out, we have a Rogers Wilson 2024 shirt, make the Jets great again, um, over on the website, talkingjets.com. So if you guys want to check it out, I, I need to add it to this little slide here, but it is so much fun. It is so such a good shirt. If you guys do win the shirt, you can choose that shirt. Um, I just got to add it to this actual slide. I should have done that. That was a bad move, Ryan. Um, all right. Yeah, so 32 actually, is the number. 32 is the number. And while I'm sitting down here, I'm going to ask Matt to give us. Do we? You got five timestamps over there? Yeah, we could give you five. We'll, we'll give you five. Uh, Greenby, let me know when you're ready, sir. I'm ready. All right. Addison Martinez is number one. Okay. Charlotte Jets fan number two. I wonder who Charlotte Jets fan number one is. That's interesting. <laughs> Ooh. Kel Joseph is number three. Kel, K-E-L-L? Uh, K E L L? K one L, but yeah, K E L. Got it. Uh, we'll go. Kyle Donkersloot, great name. Oh yeah, Donkersloot's <laughs> back. Nice. That's that is a wild name. And the then best. imagine being like Mrs. Donkersloot. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the best and man. It's a we'll great go. Name. We'll go. Gangrene four four nine four as the last one. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay. All right, so that brings us to 37, Ryan. 37, all right. 37, random number generator. We've got number 24. Who's lucky number 24? <sighs> that is Blitz Crew. Ooh, oh, Blitz Crew. Get another item off Rigged. the spin wheel. This dude's got, I think he's got two pillows. <laughs> I think he yeah. probably has the shirt and the mug already. Let's see what we can get Blitz Crew. All right. Let's go Jersey for Blitz Crew. Here it comes. Oh, it's coming. Well, oh, he gets a shirt. All right. There you go. Nice. So Blitz Crew, if you want to get that Rogers Wilson 2024 shirt, he says he wants a hat. I do have a shirt and two pillows. Okay. So let me let us figure out how we can make a good hat because I don't think I have a hat on the website yet, but we'll get a hat made up and we'll get that sent out your way. So we'll get you a hat in lieu of uh, a shirt, unless you want the shirt. And he has a mug. I know you got a lot of mug. <laughs> he's got all of it. Well, dude, hey man, he buys. You know, he's one of the guys buying people memberships. He's a giver. So why shouldn't he receive? Getting. Right? He absolutely deserves it. All you guys, it's greatly appreciated in there. So Blitz, yeah. reach out to us. Uh, I want to get make sure I, I always confirm shipping again, um, but we'll we'll work up a, a little hat here and figure out something to to send out your direction. But that has reached the end of our show. So let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Uh, yeah, I'm excited about our shows, guys. I hope that you will hang. Uh, with all of us, but I will remind you, we have the Thursday thick of it this week. That'll be on the tail end of the Senior Bowl stuff. We'll have Dom C uh, with us uh, this Thursday night for some more Senior Bowl chatting and prospect chatting. But the the Monday, Monday 10 o'clock mock begins this coming Monday. That is right. It's February 5th. So I couldn't be more excited. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a good time to be a Jets fan. This is when we forget the pain and start believing again. So I'm happy we landed here again. This is my warm blanket part of the year. Matt, any last words for our panel? 
I am so excited for everything we have going on. Truly, we got three new shows starting next week. Me and Egghead, I can't wait. We got the Talking Jets draft party. So many good things happening over on Talking Jets. So make sure to subscribe. Get your tickets now for this great event. Let's have some fun. All right, boys and girls, you guys have seen the uh, the little compilation we have here. First and foremost, Matt alluded to it, the Talking Jets draft party. Get your tickets, TalkingJets.com. While they last, we got some great options. Going to be a three-hour open bar. Going to have a lot of fun. You're going to see our reactions live in person. We're going to have a crowd cam. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Really amped up. And then starting this Monday, we've got Talking Jets draft. Myself and Dom, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. You got... Wednesday at 8 p.m., Armchair GM with Tigo and Green Bean. And then you have the Reality Check. Thursdays at 3 p.m., O'Leary and Jets Chaos. Going to be a lot of fun going through all this. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Make sure to tip your bartenders on the way out. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! Go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you going to blame the defense? I got the power. Screw Green Bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. And that's the other part of this. The people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best. And it does a different way with positivity. What would you give up to see a Jets Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. Freeze run. Freeze. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies. And stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Jets.